from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 100, we continue with our top 100 games of all time. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Corey. Uh, I'm Richie. Oh, well, we finally dropped that dead weight. We got <laughs> yeah, Chad out of here finally. Woo, woo, Only took 100 episodes. Yeah, to get took 100 episodes. We got rid of him. Corey, welcome hey, to the podcast. We're hey, like, what the hell? Whoa, hey, whoa, 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 what the hell, you guys? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Chad, so, don't worry. Don't worry. Oh. I'm only here to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. The oh. only reason I'm here. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Are you sure, Corey? I'm positive. I'm not right. prepared. Oh. I only think I even have a top 20, so I wouldn't even come close. Yeah, uh, well, all right, you know, we, we could work with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I will get off this mic. Once again, gentlemen, congratulations on 100th episodes. Chad, it's all you. Uh, thank you, Corey. Appreciate it. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, wait, stay uh, here for a second, Corey. Oh, oh. I want to know what game we are going to play with you next time we're all sitting around a table. As I say, every game night at Clef's, whatever you put on the table, I will play. All right. All right. But we'll throw some root. So uh, brass, right? But his number one is root, <laughs> right? Your number one's root. Number one is root. Yeah. Um, and as for brass, I have dedicated myself to playing one game of brass. But without without clef. me, <laughs> no clef. <laughs> yes, no clef. Right. No I, I wouldn't be in that clef. game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you so Thank much, you, Corey. Corey. Thank you, Corey. Ah, oh, we made it, guys. A one hundred episodes. One hundred. I am, yeah. Boy, if you go back and listen to those early episodes. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't yeah, go don't. back. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, because I, I think I, I had a setup in my basement and like, you know, I was yeah. trying to control it with the, because the, the mic wasn't great. So I had this little setup, had my head <laughs> in the box and I was under the stairs. It sounded like that that uh, c- serial killer from uh, Silence of the Lambs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Buffalo Whoa. Bill like was explaining, <laughs> was explaining a Cromer and Kiesling game. Oh, <laughs> uh, you go around the, the track. It was always a gamble, though, too, at the end. Did Chad have his mic plugged in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recording. <laughs> Well, he'd he'd yeah. send that recording to you and be like, Chad, there's nothing here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, back in those beautiful early days. Uh, okay. Well, a couple of things here before we get continued going with our top 100. The month of May, guys, is right around the corner. Yes, it quick. is. Right around the corner. And I'll tell you, my month of May, oh my goodness, is it packed. All right? Mm-hmm. Just a couple personal things here. My wife's 50th birthday is in May. So Whoa. we're going to deal with that. Okay? All right. Not to mention it's Mother's Day and our anniversary all in the same month, okay? And then my oldest daughter is graduating in the month of May, just one week before PPCon. That's it. No big deal. <laughs> right. So I got to deal with all that. And then we got PPCon. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a month right there. Richie, I guarantee you that up until a couple of days ago, he didn't know any of these no. events until PPCon. <laughs> I'm sure his wife just informed yeah. him of all of that stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> my wife goes, I pretty much uh, just don't get anything for my 50th because you're going to be worried about PPCon. I was like... 
honey, PeepaCon is your 50th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got her a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Got <laughs> there you ticket. go. Well, I'll get her a cake or something Free while she's there. <laughs> just watch, just watch, watch Clef put on the mood lighting in the in the hotel room. There. <laughs> uh, just hope we don't have other roommates. All right. Uh, so, just real quick, so PVCon, it is obviously coming quickly. If you are interested, please make sure you get in there and sign up. Uh, we still have some rooms available, and we still obviously have lots of day passes. Uh, I'm telling you guys right now, this swag bag that I'm putting together. Oh boy! Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Should be fun. It's gonna. I'm be, excited. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to. It. You know what else fun. I'm kind of looking forward to? That's uh, fast approaching. We're gonna do some uh, Great Plains Game Festival gaming too. Heck yeah, we are. We always love going down to old good old Lincoln, Nebraska. I just talked to uh, Mick from our Family Plays Games. They're gonna be down there. We're gonna get to hang out with them like we did last year. Uh, which was so great. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Mick, by the way, they're killing it over there. They have that new thing on their channel, Our our Family Plays Games Voices, which is like more diverse reviews and stuff. So proud of them, man. It's like, it's their mission and they're just furthering their mission, which awesome. is only, you, you know, the best thing for gaming. So yeah, That's they're cool. doing a great job. So they'll be there. Great plays. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. Um, I know there's some other uh, podcasts and they've got a a big name comedian that they got coming in, Greg Lyon. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say uh, Stephen Bonacore, and I was, <laughs> was going to well, be worried. <laughs> uh, no, I, I guess this guy, he's, he's like a professional comedian, but he has a lot of board. He does plays board games, and he does a lot of board game stand-up and stuff like he's that. He's done I stuff for the there. Dice Tower. Yeah. Oh, he has Grant okay. Lyon, yeah. Yeah, Grant, Grant Lyon, yeah. yeah. And he's, he uh, was there last year, right? I don't know if he... No, no. Oh, it was no? a different okay. comedian that they had yeah. last year, and I think they're trying to get him back to... Um, you know, I get all the insights because I, Cameron, you know, he's former roommate of mine and he gives me all these cool. That's perfect. Hits. Yeah. Well, Grant has an episode on, uh, Ben's Maddox's five games for doomsday. So, oh, well, there we go. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. Give it a listen. So if you haven't. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great event. So, well, shall we get to it? We should. We've got a lot to cover this episode. Not only do we have people uh, that were, you know, kind enough to send us a congratulations and talk about what they wanted to play too, so we'll be playing those throughout the episode, but we have two new patrons. Woo! Yeah, which we we love. So, thank you to Egan Bryant and Ryan Espen. We really appreciate that. Ryan actually has a YouTube channel, I think called Tabletop Express. I'm going to listen because right now as we're doing this, I think he's live with uh Scott from All Aboard Games, which oh. is, you know, oh, my nice. favorite yeah. 18xx publisher. So he's doing stuff with with him. So, you know, nice. we're, we're, we're glad to have these two two dudes on board. Thank you so much for uh, your contributions. And like I always say, we know that not everybody can can contribute and that's fine too. We love all of our listeners. We appreciate everything, the the follows, the listens, the likes, the retweets, the, the reviews, all of it. Um, thank you very much to our newest patrons and all of our listeners. All right. We ready to Time get, to into, get this into it? Again? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we're just keeping with the same order. So yeah. Chad will Chad, fire it off and get it started. What what eighteen XX game is coming in at number fifty? <laughs> Where are, are we already on the overs? <laughs> yeah, we're the overs for both the coin we're games both, and the eighteen XX. Both done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just other people playing the game now. Every time we mention eighteen XX or <laughs> yeah. coin game, we, could yeah. be. It yeah. could be. Uh, you you know what? You you're gonna call heresy, but at least it's in here, you guys. For my number fifty, I included food chain magnate. Oh my god! We're calling heresy. <laughs> I don't even know what heresy is. I'm calling it. <laughs> next time, next time we play, we're letting Chad win because I. It's a shame that it's fallen well, and I, this I, far. So here's what I'll tell oh. you. Here's what I'll tell you. I do like this game, but you're right. I mean, I don't. I don't. 
I don't want to play it with you guys because I just get smeared. <laughs> but the, this is the thing. Remember when you were talking about uh, Clef with Nations and how they're always yes, talking? Yes, yes, It's basically like I will be walking across a parking lot doing something with you guys and, and all of a sudden Richie will just look up and go, you know, it's the waitresses. That's what you have to pair with the, the kimchi. If you had the kimchi and then Mason will look up and go, yeah, you know, but I thought about that. But then, and I just feel like completely out of my element. Uh, uh, you know, especially so, if you're talking about waitresses being paired with anything. Yeah, well, I know, I know, I know that's not the right strategy, but well, I we, still enjoy we this game. get you another group to play food chain with. Yeah, that, right, or right. get you up to speed. I need to, yeah, I need to get good, guys, yeah. so right, I'll, right. I'll enjoy it more when I get good. All right. all right, all right. So Food Chain Magnate, you'll all hear more from these guys, I'm sure, and they'll uh, sing its praises, but I still really like that game from Splatter. Okay, well, my number 50 is a... Is, is a, once again, one of these games that probably has dropped over time, but it's still a fun little Euro game to me, and that's Shakespeare. I still like mm. this game a lot, and I know Chad thinks it's completely themeless, which obviously for me, I, I guess I don't care that much, but I just, I like this. It's a, it's a card drafting game. It's a very interesting, you hold so many uh, cylinders in your hand, and that's how many actions you can take, but you can never take the same action more than once per round because then they're blocked off or whatever for the next round. So sometimes doing less actions can be more beneficial. And I especially like it when you put the new backstage expansion in there, because then you have something to do with your leftover cylinders you don't use. And it just really makes a very small thought game. You know, just, it just has a lot of different moving things that I just really like. I enjoy this one. I know it's moving up tracks. I know the performance thing is just absolutely themeless as all can be, but I like it. And I still enjoy playing it. And this is one of those games that's still in my collection. And I don't I don't see it leaving my collection. For the record, I think that there is fun stories to be told with it. You know, um, we I played one once where, you know, this person basically kept putting on the shame show and not spending any money on costumes. And I was like, you're doing a naked hair Shakespeare <laughs> for the 50th show over and over. There you go. But, uh, but it's the tracks. I just feel like they, and I'll, I'll do this. I could actually spend some time sitting down and name the tracks to make it more theme filled, I guess. And that would help tell a better story. It's still the mechanisms and the backstage expansion are great. Good, good pick. Right. Yeah. That expansion is really good. Yeah. All right, my number 50 from a, a designer that used to be an automatic buy every time. Oh, boy. Uh, no longer for me, but Isle of Sky uh, is mm. one of my favorite tile lane games. And this is one that, you know, if if I have uh, some gamers that are just a little bit step ahead of uh, Gateway, this is a good one to pull out, uh, especially with the expansions. I like both of the expansions. The, the Journeyman expansion is, I mean, it's slightly too much. <laughs> for the game, but it's also enjoyable, especially like if you play it at two. But uh -huh. uh, the Druids expansion is also really good as well. Uh, but Isle of Sky, I, for my I, number 50. I really like it. It didn't quite make it for me because I haven't had enough plays, but it's kind of like uh, Carcassonne where the scoring is, you know, variable and then you have an auction, which how can you fault mm -hmm. that? Yeah. That's great. Uh, I must have forgotten to put it in my You forgot about Isle of Sky? Yeah, because it's 100% <laughs> it's a, a top 100 game for me. <laughs> So uh, number 100, Miramis just got bumped off and this got pressed. Oh, you can't bump Miramis off, no. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, bump, bump the game. I don't know. I, you know what? I'll just combine two games together. Ben Maddox said it was okay. No, Ben Maddox said he, <laughs> when he, he does his top 100. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Ben, Ben. <laughs> speaking of Ben, yeah? let's hear from him. This is Ben Maddox and Steve Syrek from Five Games for Doomsday's Battle, Battle Reports. Reports. So just here... 
to say congratulations who to... Are we, who are we congratulating? The PP boys. Who are they? It sounds vaguely phallic. There's Clef. Clef. Richie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Chaz. Yeah, also sounds uh, vaguely phallic. Clef, he's my favorite, but you know, he's treble. Do you know if... 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 If Chad... Yeah. Was living in, like, Britain in the 40s and yep. had committed... Committed treason... Yeah. He would be like the problem in the 2000 election in America, wouldn't he? I was going to say, Chad's problem is he's always hanging out too much in Florida. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, just to congratulate them. These are great jokes, by the way. Yep. On 100 episodes. 100 episodes. How many episodes have you done? Loads more than that, I think. I don't count them, though, because I'm not Why not? Why not? Because I I don't see, like, fatuous milestones like that. I was going to say, do you think people like to set artificial goals for themselves just so they have a reason to celebrate and get everyone else to care? Absolutely. It's Ben Day tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you you like actually uh, attention and people giving you praise and heaping praise upon you and telling you how great you are. I do. Even though you pretend that you're modest, even though you're not. And yet you don't do this. And I think it's not because you don't want to be congratulated for the milestone, but because you're lazy. Exactly. So what game would you like to play with the PP boys? Number one, Maracaibo. Clef, I'm talking to you. I've been listening. And I would like to play through the ages with the lads, especially Clef, because how open my heart would be when halfway through the game he just went, Ben, you're absolutely right. This is the greatest ludological construction ever made. We need to do um, top 10 games Ben is wrong at. That's my New Year's request to Punchboard Paradise. I'd also like to play that PP game in a Russian hotel room. <laughs> Woo! Uh, thanks wow. so much. Uh, we really appreciate Ben congratulating us on our fatuous achievement. Wow. I'm sad I missed Ben Day. Yeah. Yeah. When was Ben Day? <laughs> when was Ben Day? Man. Uh, the PP boys, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Ben, for those lovely words. All right, my number 49. Uh, last time we did lists, I uh, kind of heard about it for not having some of our favorite fillers on there. And I decided to rectify this. Do I like to play this game all the time? I do. I do like to play it. I don't know why I didn't list it in the last one. I like to play Skull King. Skull King is a great time. We have some uh, PP Boys variants uh, to Skull King. So, you yeah. know. We're, we're going to have a tournament. At PPCon. All right. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I am really excited. And and the 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 whale, right? Isn't that what they, the new card that's in the, the new version? Mm-hmm. There is a whale. The, yep. the whale card. I like that new card. It's kind of fun just mm-hmm. to mess around. Love it. I love the whale. I, I will never forget the, the Richie day. Oh, uh, playing I'll that tell game. you what. the best. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Clef has had my number <laughs> lately. He has. <laughs> but anyway, it's a great favorite around here. That's why Skull King is my number 49. Nice. Uh, my number 49, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. This used to be in my top 10. And it has dropped and uh, not because, I mean, 49 for me, I mean, it's still an it's amazing. High. It's high. It just... It just hasn't gotten to the table as much here lately, and obviously a lot of other different things that I've kind of gotten into. But still, this is a great game, and that's City of the Big Shoulders. It's still a great game. I still yeah. love it. I still so I, I would like some new material for it. I'd like some new companies. Yes. or it dropped something. out of my top one hundred. Yeah, and it's it's because I I have played it so much now that right. yes, I need something else. Yeah, in there, I got to have something different. But this is still an amazingly solid, great design. Uh, Raymond Chandler first, uh, you know, first design for this game is just absolutely amazing. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, still hanging in there, still a great solid game. Number 49 city of the big shoulders. 
My number 49 is uh, from a company that we'll probably never see another game from. But <laughs> this was uh, this was basically their last release was yes. the expansion to Railroad Revolution. And, and that just turned the game completely around. It, I would say before, I mean, the game was just average. And with Railroad Evolution... That just it made it a almost perfect game. That that is my number forty nine railroad revolution. What a good game yep, and an amazing expansion. Yep. My number forty eight is uh, by a designer that I think you know. I I think he's very respected in the industry. He's he's well regarded, and this is probably what many would consider to be his most influential game. I've been playing it more now lately on the app. And that is Race for the Galaxy. I still really, really like this game. It's a great example of an engine builder uh, with some of the expansions. It's really nice, the back and forth that you can get. And, I mean, obviously, the the mechanisms are tried and true. We saw these mechanisms basically repeated in Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. So th there's a lot of iteration on this design because it was and still is so successful. And there's, you know, some some back and forth that you can really mess with each other too, which I which I actually like in, in this game. That is my number 48, Race for the Galaxy. My number 48 is the game that uh, Heavy Cardboard uses as their median, medium weight Euro game that they judge everything on, and that's Rococo. So mm -hmm. this is about as medium weight as you can get. It's just right there in the middle. But hey, I'm all for making dresses because this game is a great area control kind of game with some deck building in it. Um, just it's real nice. Uh, I think it flows very well. I think I've only played the jewelry expansion like one time and it's been a while, but just even the base game, it, it's good. It's a very, very, very solid game and one that I really enjoy playing. Yeah, honestly, I think the base game, I, I, the jewelry expansion is fine to throw in every once in a while, but I think the base game is perfect as is. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. You know, we were just talking about Mick and Starla. Mick was telling me that she really wants to play this game. She's never played it. So that's my hope is that I can teach it to her at uh, Great Plains. That was my number 48, Rococo. My number 48 is Second of All. I think uh, Chad had this on his list uh, last episode. Uh, it was my number 13 last year. Woo. And that's The Voyages of Marco Polo. And we've talked about this. It's just... That type of Euro has really kind of just taken a hit uh, just with all the other games that we've been yeah. playing here lately. But still, number 48. Yeah, still. Still a great game. Great a game. game that I would highly recommend you check out if you have not already checked it out. And honestly, either one, Marco Polo and Marco Polo 2, uh, are worth trying out for sure. So my number 48, The Voyages of Marco Polo. My number 47 is a great little two-player game. Clef really still likes this game a lot, I know. Uh, I think he might have spoken of it last episode. And that is Seven Wonders Duel. Seven Wonders Duel is just a modern two-player classic still in my book. And uh, I, I, I like it a lot. It just, it gets, it's quick playing, lots of great decisions with or without the expansions. That's my number 47. Seven yeah, they Wonders did a great Duel. job with those expansions. I don't think it hit my list, but all those expansions just allow you to mix it up and yep. keep it fresh. Exactly. So... 47, Seven Wonders Duel. My number 47, Voyages of Marco Polo. Ooh, oh, nice. You guys We're almost had a, a crossover. True crossover. Same kind of just drop down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways, we just talked about it. And uh, so that's, yep, my number 47, Voyages of Marco Polo. Uh, my number 47, Chad has to play this last week. 
And I, I, I was honest with him. I hadn't played it in a long time, and I wasn't going to reread the rule book. Oh, yeah. And then Chad bailed on us on yeah. that, that day. But <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you, show you what I think of your... <laughs> Made our game of Lancaster not as good. <laughs> so that was, uh, should be a five-player game. But anyways, oh, sorry. Uh -huh. But that was Dogs of War uh, from Simon and uh, Paul Amore. Uh, it is a, just a good tug-of-war, back-and-forth game where you have opportunities to screw over the other people at the table and try to just win, be on the winning side of each different battle. But a, a great game that's getting a reprint, I believe. From I don't, I don't know who's doing the reprint, but just look out for that. It should be good. I had heard that this is one of uh, Ben Maddox's uh, favorites too. So yeah, solid game. You're gonna have to reread the rules so we can get the. I know. I, right. I'll be ready for PPCon. Okay, right. good. So my number 46 is also a what's your game game, like uh, what Richie just mentioned. I have told you many times I have a soft spot for dice and dice drafting, and uh, this does it really well. Um, it's a little bit abstracted with what you're doing with your family and trying to marry various people off, but it, there are still some fun stories to tell in among the interesting mechanisms. And so that's why I like uh, Signore by what's your game it's a good pick. it's one i always forget about yeah <laughs> i like it i still own it yep uh but i always forget it exists i i mean i i love it it's coming up further here on my list so. cool yep well that is 46 signore uh my number 46 is also a what's your game uh not signore but napon i played it like a couple of weeks ago and i hadn't played it in a long time and just made me remember what a great game it is Especially if I'm not playing with Richie, because then I, then I can win. <laughs> did you, you win? See, you um, see what yes. I'm talking about? <laughs> I think I did win. Yes. Um, oh, good. I have gotten. I, I now understand Richie's strategy, so it's a little bit easier once you figure out what he's doing. Um, but this game is still just a great game of uh, the. It's all. It's kind of the reverse worker placement, where you're pulling the worker off of the worker placement spot, and you're trying to get all the same colored workers. Uh, to try to, so you don't have to pay as much money, but just an absolutely great game. Um, yeah, so that's my number 46, Nippon. Uh, my number 46, I just learned a couple weeks ago. Played oh, it with wow. Clef and Joe Farrell. And I bought the game so that I could play it solo to get my third play of it. And also be able to say that I like this game more than Clef. Because he had it lower on his list. You suck. <laughs> this is, this is, I call shenanigans big time. Hey, I hit my three plays of it. Whatever. And that's PAX Renaissance, second edition. Wow. Uh, my my second favorite PAX game. And honestly, these second editions of the PAX games are, have been fantastic. So I, I really hope they go through Continue and just clean up keep doing a that. lot of the games and make them a little bit smoother. Uh, and they killed me. Both games. They would like I would ask a question just to make sure I was understanding the rules. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. And then the very next turn, they would just completely undo what I just did. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it was a fantastic time, even even with that. That's that's how good the game was. So uh, and as I said to you, after we got done with those two games of playing it again, I said, Pax Ren is way too far down on my list. Mm -hmm. It should 100 percent be a top 50 game. Yeah, but I already said it, and unfortunately, Richie wouldn't go and re-edit it out or whatever. Nah. <laughs> but it, it's one that's going to definitely climb with more plays for yeah. me. Yeah, and I don't have it on my list because I've only played it once, and for this deep of a game, I just didn't even feel comfortable, you know. Nah. But it was it was a great experience, and I am anxious to get more. Yeah. All right, so that's my number 46, Pax 
Renaissance, second edition. My number 45 is another Feld game on the list, a recent Feld at that. It is Bonfire. I really like Bonfire. I like racing to the islands for the objectives and uh, how uh, that is actually feels pretty interactive to me in the same way that the Carpe Diem goals feel interactive uh, in that game. I just, I really like this game. I know uh, it has a lot to do with moving your acolytes along the pathway and kind of getting that to match up, but it's also got some of that action selection mechanism where you have to uh, lay the tiles in such a way that you can hopefully really explode and take advantage of how many actions you get by, by laying those advantageously. Wow. It just shocks me that this game is this high for change. <laughs> it just it's, a, me. it's a felt. I really felt. like. I, uh, I really like Bonfire. Uh, yeah, I, I did not realize you liked it this much. That's. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping the new expansion actually uh, is is a good buy too. So we'll see. Wow. But okay. Yeah, that's right. my 45 Bonfire. All right. Uh, my number 45 is a. Whew, this is a game that uh, me and Corey play two player a lot. We play this game a lot. I like a lot? No, no one can see that I'm turning around and looking no, at Corey not at all. while I'm <laughs> we don't saying have any this. Video. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and that is Deus. I oh, okay. love this game. This is, it's a very quick, simple game. This is one of those games, if you're waiting for some people and you want to get in a quick game, it's great for that. But it's also a good, just, you know, the game of the night. It's got uh, tableau building where you're basically, when you start playing cards, every time you play a card in that same row, it's going to trigger all the cards that are still in that same row. And, you know, it's got some area control and you're out trying to gain territory and you're trying to defeat these, uh, you know, these enemy villages or whatever and trying to steal, well, steal their victory points. I don't know. The, the boards obviously look a little funky every time people look at them. They're, they're kind of funky looking, but this is a great game. And pretty much everybody who I teach this game to, everybody's like, you know, hey, this is a good, solid little game. You know, it's, it's easy to teach. And uh, yeah, it's very much a, a top game for me, and that's uh, my number 45, Deus. It's a good pick. My number 45 is one of my most played games. It's one that uh, Jessica and I play a lot. Uh, it is a little uh, rummy card game from Mike Fitzgerald, and that's Wyatt Earp. Uh, it's not part of the Mystery Rummy series, but, I mean, it's kind of in that same line for the most part. Uh, but it is, it's a it's a great couples game. If you're, if you're looking for a card game that can play quickly, and is interesting uh, just for two. Uh, this is a great one for that. A lot of times you can hide out their points, and it's just a good game. Do you think Solid it's game. still in print? Uh, yes. Eagle Griffin did a reprint of it, and I think you can still get it directly from them or even like on you know wherever you buy games from. So oh, Fantastic. So that's my 45, Wyatt Earp. Hi, this is Melanie Cogdill wishing Clef, Chad, and Richie a big congratulations on reaching 100 episodes of the Punchboard Paradise podcast. I'd like to play a Care Bear multiplayer solitaire low interaction Euro with any of the guys. Wait, are any of those guys even playing them anymore? Congrats again. Melanie, thanks so much for leaving us a message. Uh, you can probably see from our top 100s that we actually still do play Euros sometimes. Well, from mine, for sure. 
There's tons of euros on yes, mine. Yeah, I guess. Clef so. doesn't even know what's on his list. He uh, <laughs> that is true. But that, but other than that, I'm making changes as I go. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to try to sneak. Are you, packs so you're right removing games? <laughs> no, I'm just moving them around like, a little bit. He's sitting there. If I combine this one with this one, then I can slot it in. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, my number forty-four. It's already been talked about, so I won't say much. But I really like Nippon, with or without Richie. It's a great uh, area control game, and the mechanisms are. Absolutely. Chef's kiss. Nice. 44, Nippon. Uh, my number 44 is a classic Feld, uh, not Bonfire, uh, Castles <laughs> of Burgundy. So just obviously one of his uh, classics. Um, just recently, I got to play the uh, team variant, uh, which was really cool. I've heard good things about that. It, I, I picked it up. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. It was, it was very, very cool. And uh, me and my partner crushed. Once again, they can't see that. What happened uh, there? <laughs> I just fist bumped Corey because uh, we whooped up on Dan and Brent, and it was it was quite fun. So, but yeah, it's a good variant. But otherwise, if you've never played this game and you like euros at all, this game is a must. It's that great feeling of you do this with this tile, and it triggers into this, and then you do this, and just you know, and if you like points, woo boy, here you go. You got combo tastic. Yep, it is amazing. So number forty four, Castles of Burgundy. My um, number forty four. I know we talked about. I think we talked about it on both of you guys' lists, and that's the Gallerist. Uh, it is my favorite Lacerda, and I, honestly, I think it might be because I can pull that out and, for the most part, know how to play it mm. without too much reading. Where all of his other games, I pretty much got to reread the entire rule book. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but the Gallerist, my number 44. My number 43 is, I think, maybe my only Cube Rails game on this list. And I have not gotten many plays of it. I still have a lot to explore with it. But I really like Chicago Express. I like the action wheel mechanism in the game and how you can only choose certain actions at certain times. I really uh, like... Uh, the shared incentive uh, with most cube rail games where you kind of have to work out uh, shared incentives together and kind of coax each other along and kind of work together in some parts and shaft each other in others. It really comes out well in this game. That's why Chicago Express is my number 43. Is, is this the one that you taught us wrong at Fort Con when we first played it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I haven't I've, played it since then or played by the right rules. So I've been I, playing so. it on, uh, they added it to Board Game Arena. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been playing on there and actually been enjoying it. Really? Yeah. It's. I think Mini Express is still my favorite cube rail game mm -hmm. that I've played, but I wouldn't turn down a play of this. All right. My number 43, uh, Melanie, here's, here's another Euro. I just back-to-back -back Euros. And this one, ooh, this is about... I mean, I wouldn't say as solitaire as you can get, but certainly does not have to worry a lot about the other players. Uh, you're just kind of building up your own board and doing your own traveling and your own technology and such, and that is Newton. Um, however, I think this is a great game. I love the card play in it. I love the decisions that you have to make about which cards to buy and which cards to tuck. And I think the expansion even made this game better with the new cards that are like dual cards, or you can also flip them over to get other benefits. Um, I just, I love this game. Um, it's definitely one of those games that when I play it, I see, I, I usually just can see the game very well. So I usually do quite well at it. And obviously that sometimes can help when you just know, you know, understand a game well, but I just think it's a great one. And I, I always will still play a game of this. I would encourage Melanie to check it out if she hasn't. I think she actually yes. would really like this one. Yeah. That's my number 43, Newton. Uh, my number 43, my second favorite what's your game game, and that's Madeira. I know it's coming up higher on 
Clef's list, so we won't. And I think our chat already talked about it as well. But is it? Maybe I've banned it from the list. Until <laughs> you taking it off until we get those? Until we get well. it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's off. Is that what we're going to put the Pax Run for the second yeah, time yeah, in that spot? Yeah, there we go. I'll just right. take it off the Pax Run right there. All right. So my number 43, Madeira. That's a good, crunchy one. My number 42 has already been mentioned as well. I like making pretty, pretty dresses. So Rococo Deluxe yeah. is my favorite. I like the little thimble too. I just kind of wear the thimble, even if uh, even if I'm not the first player. The uh, that's kind of fun too. So mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Did I, you, you know, in, in when I took sewing in home ec, um, my sewing teacher agreed to pass me if I would not touch any more of her machines. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's why I like to pretend in Rococo Deluxe. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number 42 is a very heavy, crunchy Euro game. Uh, worker placement with uh, some people will say, if you don't play with the minis in this game, it's just not worth it. I would say I can take them or leave them. And that's anachrony. Uh, this is a big, big, like I said, heavy kind of crunchy Euro. Um, and... If you didn't have enough here recently, they uh, released an expansion that actually made the game longer and more crunchier, but I liked <laughs> it even better. I mean, I really liked how they included this new blink mechanism where you could move things or whatever, but um, I've always liked this game and uh, yeah, it's just a good solid Euro. It's one of those, oh, you're going to need to chunk out, you know, a good three hours to play the game and that's, heck, that's just two players, um, but Yep, it's my number 42, Anachrony. Definitely need those minis. <laughs> Good game. <Yeah. laughs> uh, my number 42, we should have done a, a game where you took a drink when we had to say that Chad was right. Ooh, uh, I like that. My number no, 40. No, I'd be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be passed out. <laughs> uh, my number 42 is Ginkopolis. And this is one that I was not even ex expecting to like at all. I know Chad had been talking talking it up. Uh, I think Clef is the one who ended up teaching me it, but I like I, I like this area control game. It is a it's an interesting, you know, kind of thinky area control game that plays out much quicker than I expect it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's a, a fun little game. Uh, so that's my number 42, Ginkopolis. Fantastic. OK, well, my number 41 is a another uva rosenberg game and this one a lot of times we talk about his games and and cap the player count this one moves quick enough that i don't mind capping the player count it i really like it um i even like it solo because it's so snappy and that is Newsfjord. i really enjoy Newsfjord. i i enjoy how it moves i enjoy the decisions that i get to make in a small time frame and uh i think if you like any of his games at all, you really owe it to yourself to give this one a try because it gives you the feel of a lot of his games in a, a very uh, efficient time span. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a good solid game. So it hits my number 41, Neusfjord. Uh My number 41 is a game from Mr. Martin Wallace. And this is a two-player game that I have absolutely just fallen in love with and really enjoy not only the theme, but I really enjoy how the game play works and that is a few acres of snow oh nice oh uh, yeah i just love this game i i really like the uh when you go into battle you basically are start you have to keep using your cards and you don't get them back so then it starts getting thinner and thinner and you're just hoping to be able to like uh siege or something i can't remember i think it's uh, you're doing a siege yeah something um, like that. and uh i just i really like how that is and you can buy cards to beef up your deck but at some points you'd 
you don't want to buy too many cards because then it makes your deck too big and you can't get to your better cards. Um, just absolutely just, you know, a very fun game. I know there's some some things out there that like if you do this, this and this, you're going to just one of the yeah, sides. There's is a broken strategy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the game well enough for that to matter to me. So I, it doesn't, doesn't make any difference. I know there's some ways that they've said you can change it up to, to stop that strategy mm. or whatever. But uh, anyways, I, I just really like this card game. Uh, like I said, from Martin Wallace, number 41 is a few acres of snow. I'm still trying to track down a handful of stars, which is based off of a few acres it's, of snow. It's on Board with. Game Co. right now. I know, but there's online things not working and I couldn't. Oh, oh it's not working at all yeah, right I now. Did, so. Yeah, so. Well, I really want a chance to play that one. So it's good. I think you would like it. Jack. Yeah, I think. Well, I would you too. haven't played a few no, acres of snow no. yet. Oh yeah, shoot. John, we could have done that this afternoon. I know. I just thinking about that. All right. All right. My number forty-one. I, I should have killed Clef when I had the chance, <laughs> and that's dominant species. <laughs> it it might be my greatest victory of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he was so sad though. He was so sad over there. He was about to be wiped out, like turn two, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> And I, I don't know why. Next time, for sure, he's gone. <laughs> and then he ends up winning the game. It, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Corey. I don't. Corey's shaking his head at me. I, I don't know what came over me. Uh, but it is a fantastic game, and I love just the in-your-face nature, how strong those cards are, and how brutal they they can be. Uh, so my number forty-one dominant species. My number forty coming around the horn is a game who. A game that has an expansion that I cannot get. I have tried to sell my body to get this expansion and no such <laughs> luck. And uh, that is Grand Austria Hotel. Um, you know, you need to be selling yeah. something more than just your body. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it hasn't worked, apparently. Uh, but this is a great dice drafter. I like it at two, or if everybody knows it, it's great at three because you get more choices in the card row. And so I really, really enjoy this one. It gives me the same kind of vibe that Clef talked about with his uh, Castles of Burgundy. It feels like, you know, if you're playing the right way, you can get bonus, 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 combo, combo, combo. And it feels really good to do that. But the nice little wrinkle, though, is you have a little bit of a punishment track if you don't keep up by satisfying the, what is it, the governor? Or I always get this confused with Lorenzo. It's the uh, priest emperor, emperor, the emperor track. track. That's yeah, right, the emperor, emperor track. track. Yeah. yeah, so you got to keep up with the emperor a lot of times, or or at least make make it worth your while not to. So yeah, and I tell you, this is the nicest, and I'm coming out to say it, Ryan, the nicest insert that 3D Bit Space has ever made at that Grand Austria Hotel, just oh, for great. the base game. Yeah. Boom! I just pop, boom, boom, and it's ready to go. So. I thought you were going to say it was it was with the expansion in there. I was going to say, great, he can sell it to like five people. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Richie's already claimed getting to steal that, so I, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'll leave that at that. Well, that's my number 40 Grand Austria Hotel. But now that you bring up uh, Mr. Ryan Brockman, let's talk about 3D Bit Space. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic Hex Trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free Hex Tray. Hey there, guys. This is Saskatoon Dave calling from Canada. I would just like to take this opportunity to congratulate Chad, Richie, and Clef on reaching the 100th episode in 
パンチボールパラダイス !Man, these guys have provided me with countless hours of smiling and laughing and just great listening. This truly is top shelf board game podcasting. I feel like over the years I've gotten to know these guys on a personal level. I've also gotten to see how they've changed as board gamers. Like, let's think about this. Chad and his original top 10 games of all time had modern art and Stakal, a trick-taking game. Who would have thought? And Clef, he had Hashbull Connect as his number 10. And Richie, well, Richie's been more consistent in his board game tastes. Good job, Richie. Man, one day I would just love to sit with, down with these guys and play some games. I feel like every board game hobbyist should sit down and play some 18xx, so... Chad, you're the guy to show me that. Clef, I have the unification of Japan, Sakikahara, sitting on my shelf of shame. I gotta crack that one out open with ya. And Richie, well, you gotta have those Brussels sprouts. Let's sit down and play some Concordia. I'm hoping to listen to another 100 episodes from you guys. Keep up the good work, eh? This is Saskatoon Dave signing off. Oh, man. That was so nice to hear from Saskatoon Dave. I feel, like he, hey, like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like he's a, he's practically, you know, a, 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 a celebrity around here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like if we made action figures, we would have a Saskatoon Dave action figure. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. We Thank love you so much, Dave. Canadian listeners. We appreciate it. And hey, I'm ready to teach you Sekigahara anytime, anywhere. Okay, well, my number 40 is a uh, another Chad was right. <laughs> This sucks. It's, it's disgusting, really. It is, it really is. I really honestly think, though, that, you know, with, with the right rules, I would have you guys come along, around to a lot of other games. So hey, <laughs> it's a possibility. I mean, hey, this is possible. This is a possibility. <laughs> Uh, my number 40 is 1960 Making of a President. Uh, Chad taught me this game quite a while ago, and I didn't hate it when we played it. No. Um, but this is a game that I have grown to just absolutely love. It's a great two-player. Um, it's lighter kind of than some of the other two-player uh, card strategy games, but yet still has a lot of great back and forth. And one player's playing Nixon, one player's playing JFK, and you're trying to win the election it's just it's it's really really good um i love it and uh yeah so that's uh so chad you were right number 40 1960 making of a president it is a good game uh my number 40 is from ted ausbach and bezier games and that is suburbia an older game as far as board gaming is concerned but every time i pull it out i still enjoy it especially when you throw the expansions in there uh, it's just a great little city building game love the borders that's one of my favorite uh, parts of that i can't even remember what the, the expansion, expansion is called yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it just does i mean it, it's just great I, i love the fact that everything is you know retroactive so if someone pulls out a tile you have to really kind of go back and get everything straightened out i don't know it, it is a a great game that if you haven't had a chance to play it if you're newer to the hobby just because it's it's one that no one really talks about anymore uh it's definitely worth checking out and that's suburbia Yeah, that is. Uh, that's one of those that when you you don't think about it, but when you get it to the table and you play it, you you remember how great it is. Yeah, it's great. The population and all that. That's so good. Okay, we're on to thirty nine. My number thirty nine is a Hisashi Hayashi design, and might be one of my favorites from him. And that is 
Yokohama, where the <laughs> sailors go down the harbor. I don't know. It's something like that. No, it's a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Yokohama is a fantastic. I guess you might call it an upgrade of uh, the game Istanbul in that you are moving your um, your influencers, your people around to try to uh, do get things at the trade houses and control different boards and uh, then go out and have trade goods and all kinds of stuff. And you can kind of, in a, in a larger player game, you can kind of block each other and get in each other's way to make it more expensive to come across the, the tiles that you're moving across. A great little game. I always enjoy it every time I play it. And that's my number 39, Yokohama. Uh, my number 39 is my highest Rosenberg game on my list, and that is Lahav. Um, played this a ton, mostly at two players. I I just enjoy the oh, you could take this, a lot of this, or I could take a lot of this. But obviously, trying to figure out what the best move is to then just kind of keep your engine rolling. You buy in different buildings, and the more buildings you have, it's harder for your opponent to do stuff without paying you. And just really solid game. A lot of some people complain because literally you are feeding your people all the time in this game, but I feel like it's just a good mechanism. I, I like I like this game and uh, just, you know, another good solid Euro game. Uh, my number 39, Lahav. That's one I just recently repurchased because I think I, I, I got it too early on in my, my, my gaming career and I mm -hmm. played it with Jessica and she hated it. I probably did a terrible teach. Right. Early on there, why but did you like look at Chad when you said that? Well, you know, Chad just oh. said the, the oh, thing okay, about yeah, we would okay, like the okay, games more. Check, of, the teach was right just the first time. All right, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all right. For every time you say I'm right, you can give me an elbow. Like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> he's he's right. right all the time. I mean, yeah. I can't argue with it. <laughs> he's got the best taste of the group. So it's, it's very true. <laughs> Although, very like true. Saskatoon Dave said, I'm I'm the most consistent. Yes, so, you are. You have to give you that. Uh, I would like to uh, look at this most consistent, but okay. Uh, actually, I think Joe. Farrell did do our a breakdown of our top 10. I the, actually think yeah. that Richie is the most consistent. It's just in this group, that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. Although Chad used to be consistent until the, the 18xx appeared. Yes, that is very you true. You switch your, your genre almost every year. <laughs> what you like. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it next year and top 10 is a solo only game. <laughs> not happening. Could be. All right, my number 39. Chad talked about this uh, last episode, uh, and we got to get Clef in and on a game of this, and this Dune. It mm. is, oh, I mean, it's so much fun. Yeah. That was what I wanted to, I, I wanted to put a hold on this podcast since Corey was here and grab two other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be great Yeah, to get Corey back in the game. So, yeah, it, it is, it's just fun threatening everyone. I mean, it depends on what faction you got, but as far as how aggressive you can be, <laughs> think but about I typically it doesn't matter for me. It doesn't really matter what faction you have. I'll probably be aggressive. <laughs> aggressive <anyway>. So <laughs> I think about Josh wandering around in the desert. That's the Fremen like, yeah, these people suck. <laughs> and even Josh came around yeah, uh, at the end and it seemed like he enjoyed it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you never know with Josh. Uh, but my number 39 Dune. Great pick. My number 38 is, you know, it's about the magicians. Uh, love Tricarian, Legends of Illusion. We've already talked about it. Yes, there are warts for this game, but there are also some really great 
payoff with the action mechanism, the the sort of the dice drafting kind of stuff and all that good stuff. Really, really great game and that that tells a fun story at the same time. Yep. And that is 38 Tricarion Legend, Legends one, of Illusion. One that I purchased here recently that I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to say that Chad was right on that one as well mm-hmm. once I played oh, again. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I will already say he was right on it. I just, I still wish the, the performance thing was a little bit different. Even since I've I've come around to it, it's not as bad as I used to think it is. But I still wish it was just a little bit better. It's just like we talked about with another game today. It's not intuitive. Yeah, exactly. Have you played with any of the? The latest expansion that I added the not. whole I think academy. Clef, yeah, Clef has yeah. played with it. Played with the academy yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, one time Dan and I played with everything. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. Uh, my number thirty eight is uh, definitely brand new to the list. This is a game from last year, um, and I love the theme of this game and just the, the overall look of this game. It's just something I, I really enjoy when I play it. It's definitely one of those games I would prefer to play it for players because it has a lot of area control on the cards uh you're, you're trying to win these different debate type of things to try to kind of put your country where you're trying to get the best deal and that is going to be versailles 1919 mm. yeah. i like this game a lot i really would like to play this some more i haven't gotten to play this one nearly a much as as much as i would like to but it's just really you know you've you're on your turn it's pretty simple you're going to be either uh putting cubes out onto one of the cards or you're going to be pulling cubes back and you're just trying to make that decision of when's the best move. But then these different, um, you know, uh, events or whatever the debates that you get, those are how you're going to score points. So you're trying to get those cards, but you also have to worry about uh, battles or like, like skirmish things that happen. And I'm sorry, I'm terrible with the, uh, the verbiage of it right now, but uh, that's just really cool of having to try to stop those things. I love this game. So it's one I definitely, uh, could see even moving up higher in, in the future. It's so. by the peanut butter and chocolate of board game design. Jeff yeah. Engelstein and Mark Herman. What a yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good game. I got that one play, but he, and even though it was kind of like a, a weird play as far as the, I th- don't think we had many battles. Right. Yes. Uh, but it was still very enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So that's my number 38, Versailles 1919. Uh, my number 38, we've already talked about. It's my highest rated Kinesia. Uh, definitely, in my opinion, his, his best game, and that's Raw. Uh, just a, a solid auction bidding game. And anytime where you get to chant in a game, it's good. Uh, so that is my number 38 raw. My number 37 is kind of akin to one of uh, Richie's recent picks. And I did split this up specifically because we had a uh, little bit of a disagreement. But it is Dominant Species Marine. Okay, I really like this game on its own, yeah. Uh, and uh, I enjoy I enjoy this one. It's a quicker moving, it's a quicker moving game. I feel like uh, you can play with four players, and that's the max for it. And uh, I really I know the cards are a little bit swingy, just like it's Big Brother, basically. But I, I really like the way that this one specifically plays out, and it gives me a little bit of a different feel. I still like trying to get those. Uh, action tokens that kind of give you a special power that nobody else can get and fighting over those and making those also worth more. It's a, it's a great little mechanism that's added on to the game. Yeah, it definitely has when you say it plays, I don't know if it plays any faster than dominant species, but I feel like it feels like it does because yeah. you're just constantly placing your token out and taking your action. There's no, okay, we're at the end of the round. Let's start every, let's go through and do all the things. Turns move stuff. faster. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I, I see what you're saying. Well, that is my number 37, Dominant Species Marine. 
Uh, my number 37, Chad just mentioned just not too long ago, it's uh, Senore from What's Your Game. Great dice drafting game. If you like Euro type of games, this is this one's great with dice drafting. So that is my number 37, Senore. My number 37 is Five Tribes. It's a game that I play a lot with Jessica, two-player, oh. and... With all the expansions <laughs> thrown in there, I don't think I've played the base game in a long time. Even when I teach it, I throw in at least the the artisans. Uh, actually, I throw everything in when I teach this one. It, it the setup is ridiculous; <laughs> takes forever to set up. Yes, but it's it's perfect for just a two player back and forth game. I don't necessarily want to play it at four players or even three. Really, it's a a, a two player game for us. Uh, but that is five tribes for my number thirty seven. And we've kind of talked about this, but the expansion makes it good at two player. Where, yes. where it normally doesn't feel that way. Yeah, and I mean, I I even like the base game two-player because you, you get the, the two bidding pawns that you're going back and forth. That just, I don't know, compared to the four-player game, that just seemed like it was getting back to you quicker and okay. you don't have that downtime mm -hmm. of people trying to figure out the best move. But yes, the, the auction is definitely made more interesting with the latest expansion, for sure. Let's talk Brain Bernie, okay? My 36 just melts my brain because... Uh, I'm not awesome at spatial concepts sometimes. I mean, like if I have to put something together uh, from a diagram, sometimes it can take me all day. Uh, my wife could tell you some good stories about that. But I will say that uh, this game from Albin Viard really melts my brain in, a, in still a fun way. And that is Clinic. It is uh, a little bit uh, pessimistic uh, about the uh, healthcare industry, sort of wanting to get people to get sicker so that, that you can then cure them for more points or more money. Um, this is a, a great little spatial game, though, and trying to figure out how to monopolize your layout as well as the sort of escalator thing, the way you move patients through your, your hospital clinic setup is uh, just a... Man, it's such a puzzle, and I really enjoy it. And of course, it's got one of his best mechanisms, which is pay for points. See how much you you know you want to use that money uh, the next round because you got an auction coming up, basically for for patients. And so, yeah, a great game. My number thirty six clinic. I need to play it. I, I, I own a copy, but I'm not had a chance to play yeah. it. It is great, and yeah, I'll talk about it more later. So, all right. Uh, my number 36 was a uh, former number one. So it's dropped a little bit, but still 36. I mean, come on now. And uh, just got an expansion for it in the mail today. And I'm kind of excited to get it back to, to play. Um, and that is Marikaibo. So uh, this is still a fantastic Fister game. And in fact, this is probably the last great Fister game at this point. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Boone Lake. We don't know he's yet. Still, he's still so. designing. You don't know. <laughs> well, I said let's, to date. I said to okay. date. Let's have a moment of silence for Alexander Fister. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like it may be that way. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, still a great Euro game and still one that I quite enjoy playing. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number 36, Mari Kaibo. All right, my number three. I thought we were going to have a, a crossover here, Clef, when you said a former number one of yours. It is the oh. same designer. Okay. <laughs> and that is Great Western Trail for oh, me right. for my number 36. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so I'm guessing that is higher up on your list. Still so, is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So we, we don't need to go into great detail of it. I have, I actually, I did get a chance to play the the, the new edition, but I'm excited for the, the next ones that are in the line yeah. to see how, what, okay. what they add. So right. uh, my number 36, Great Western Trail. Hi, guys. This is Jamie Roof. I'm a longtime Punchboard Paradise listener based in Taiwan, 
and I always look forward to your episodes. It's been so much fun to become part of the community, although I've never met any of you in person, hopefully at a future PPCon. It would be awesome to play a three-player game of Matayana with Richie and Chad, and I would happily play any coin game of Clef's Choice. Of course, it would also be fantastic to play a four-player game of Spirit Island with all of you. Congratulations on your 100th episode, and I look forward to the next 100. That was awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Jamie. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Jamie has like a whole teaching guide for Spirit Island, yeah. and I need it. Oh, yeah, so. right. I'd be in. I'd he be also in. has sure. he also has a, a basically a, a teach uh, that he's perfected for Matai and I too. Oh yeah, so. he taught his like his grandmother or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. When you can teach your grandmother yeah, Matai, that's always some serious yeah. chops. And and Jamie is a teacher, I believe. So very yeah. cool. All right. Well, Clef is gonna choke on this one probably, but uh, I, my number thirty five is uh, Marvel Champions, the card game. I just really really like this game. I like it a lot. I like the hand management. Um, and I, I feel like it's a great, this is one I play solo. I probably have the most plays of this uh, from last year. Uh, it's one of my most played games because I just really like the solo. And uh, yeah, I, I will play it with Finn. We've played some of the sort of uh, big box expansions where you kind of add to your deck as you move through the expansion. So it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I really like uh, how thematic each hero is and the way that they build the deck and and uh, affect the game. No, that's, hey, I'm glad that you enjoyed that one. I, when you said I was going to choke, I thought you were going to say some game that I really liked and it was going to be way too far down mm. or whatever. <laughs> because that's what's going to happen with my number 35. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Okay, well, this was my 35, oh. Marvel Champions. What is your 35? My 35 is 100% going to be higher on both of your lists. I like it. I just don't play it enough to quite put it higher, um, but I enjoy it every time I play it. That's Gaia Project. It's <laughs> good. It's very, very, yeah. very, very good. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll hear more about it later. So sure. that's my number 35, Gaia Project. All right, my number 35 is a little trick-taking game. Probably the meanest trick-taking game that I own, and that's uh, Stick Elm or Stick'em, whatever version you have. Have either one of you talked about Chad, maybe? Did you talk about this yet? No, it's coming up very soon. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I won't go into it, but it's a, a fantastic, especially game. at three. I, I like it at three. Great game. But uh, great game. Uh, Stick'em or Steak Elm. I just hate teaching it. Yeah, it's a nightmare to teach. If you don't, if you get people that don't understand what you're saying, it mm -hmm. can be a disaster. So yeah. My 34 is another Lacerda game, and that is Kanban EV. The new one with Eno Tools design really has cleaned up the board a little bit. Um, mean Sandra is still quite fun to play. I like it at two as well as at four. And the new solo mode by David Turchi is very, very interesting. It is it is its own animal. But uh, again, I really like this came with the turbocharge expansion, which which adds a little bit too that I like. But uh, yeah, I, this kind of, I think when he made this game initially, it really uh, solidified him as a very kind of thematic designer of crunchy games. And uh, so that's why Kanban EV is my 34. I'll make up when I pointed at you when I was talking about a terrible teach. This guy over here, I would probably actually like this game. It that was, was a Lacerda game that was, I hadn't played in like a year. It was, Give me a break. It, was, it wasn't his worst teach ever. No. But it was definitely second or third worst teach I've ever received from Clef no, for Kanban. <laughs> I will agree it was bad. <laughs> his worst teach ever. In his defense, his worst teach ever, he taught one mechanism really, really, really well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he kept going back to it. In my, in my defense, 
I did physical activity right before we did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my forte. That's true. <laughs> and then I think I was drinking, all right? So <laughs> those are not good combinations. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right, uh, my number 34, time for shots. It is another coin game, and that is Cuba Libre. Mm. Uh, this was the first coin game I ever played, and boy, I remember the first time playing it, me going... What is going on? I do not understand this. I don't even know if I like this. And it was it was tough. It was definitely, the, you know, when you're learning everything about a coin game to start with, it can be very tough. And especially we were all learning it brand new. None of us had played us. It was all just brand new for us sitting down. And it was tough. But obviously, I went back and I love coin games. This one is a great game for beginners because it is very simple and there's not the map is quite small so you don't have to worry about a lot of different things going on like you do in a lot of coin games so uh, this is definitely one of the ones that i suggest for a beginning for somebody who they're first going to play it um but it's 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 the uh the rise of basically castro in cuba in the 50s and it's just absolutely it's a great game, and it's another great coin game. Number number thirty four, Cuba Libre. My number thirty four, Chad. This is one that Clef and I were right about. Mm. At least that's what Chad said last episode. Uh, and it's from I think the most represented designer on my list, and that mm-hmm. Michael Kiesling, and that is Heaven and Ale. I think it's going to mm. be higher on Clef's list. Yep. Uh, but it is at every player count. I enjoy it. I mean, it's basically a, an abstract game, but that the rondelle around uh, every round is just so great. And that is Heaven and Ale for my number 34. Jeff Engelstein just recently did a bit about uh, groaning and what that symbolizes in games. And I would say uh, this game that you just mentioned is one that causes the most groans. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Good pick. My number 33 is one you just mentioned, Stikeln or Stickum. And oh, nice. it's one of my family's favorites. And I, I agree. It's perfect at three because... You, uh, my, my family, my son, my wife and I just love to play it. And it's basically, you know, stick a person. Sometimes it's way more important to stick a person with the cards that they don't want in their pain suit than it is to win the trick itself. And, uh, so we really enjoy and have a lot of laughter with that game. My number 33, Stick Elm. Uh, my number 33 is, uh, on. We've talked about it. Move All right. On. My number 33 is Caverna, the cave farmers. And it, uh, I've played it at all player counts. I don't know if I can necessarily recommend you play it at seven, but <laughs> I think you should give it a shot. <laughs> it's a pass. It's a bucket list type item, but <laughs> <laughs> bucket list. Uh, but talking See about the Eiffel Tower, play uh, for seven. Seven. it's about seven hours, <laughs> it's about an hour per player. <laughs> but this is one uh, talking about expansions that I would consider essential. This fixes the whole furnishing board being stagnant in the same every game. Uh, and you just get cool player powers that some of them have negatives to them. Some of them uh, are harder to play with than the others. Uh, but Caverna, the Cave Farmers, is my number 33. My number 32, we have already talked about it and why it's so great. It might be the last of my felts on this list, but that's Castles of Burgundy. Uh, a classic game. No more needs to be said. That's why it hits my 32 as Castles of Burgundy. Uh, my 32 is a game that I have played 11 times. And have zero victories in. I cannot figure out how to win this game, but I love it. I love the god powers. I love the whatever those extra ability tribe powers. Crafts, craftsman. Craftsman powers. 
I love the logistics of this game. I just suck at it, and that's the great Zimbabwe. But I love it. <laughs> it's a great splatter game. I just it's 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 a hard game for me to even kind of teach people because well, obviously I don't understand it. Because but anyway, but <laughs> it's sometimes with the hubs and stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, it's a. I actually need my kid Mason like there to teach the game because he can teach it really well. And that helps me out. So that's, yep. I almost just exclusively would play it with Mason being. <laughs> it's a great game. One of my favorite things I've heard uh, said during this game is, I want to hub you. How do I hub you? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so that is my number 32, The Great Zimbabwe. Great pick. My number 32, This you need the right group for this game. And that's Lords of Vegas. You need people who are going to play like they're in Vegas risk it all go to other people's casinos all that type of stuff but it's definitely one it's hard to get out for sure for me now especially nowadays uh, but when i do i always have a fun time uh, but like i said you, you definitely do need the the right group for this one for it to to hit well uh, but that's my number 32 lords of vegas i, I think i've nice. only played this one time and it was right. not with the right group it wasn't no, that it, was not it did go better though than i expected if <laughs> yeah. I remember correctly, <laughs> one player at the table we, we were really worried about, but he actually came along towards the end. But yeah, yep, yep. Uh, this have you played the uh, card expansions yet? I have. I've only played the up expansion. Okay. I, I didn't back the Kickstarter, uh, but I think uh, Hopper did. I, I have it too. Oh, yep. you have it as well. Okay, we'll, cool. we'll play it sometime because yeah. uh, I'm glad to know that you like it because the card just adds some extra powers and stuff that are kind of oh, fun yeah. to mess around be with. Fun. So yeah, yeah. Good pick. All right. 31 for me. We I believe we've already talked about it is shower me in points. Combo tastic. Love it. Buy some 18xx designers. And that is Russian railroads. Just just really like this one with all the expansions that we've already talked about. German's my favorite that I've played anyway. So love Russian railroads. Have you played American? Yep. I have American. You yep. like the German. Yeah. I like how the, the different tiles that you can add and but. Um, if you played Ultimate or whatever the new I one, haven't Asian, played the Asian Railroads so. expansion yet. I I, yeah. I didn't back it. Um, hopefully somebody else did, but uh, that's one I've just played online. Uh, yeah, I've Richie, only played online. So, I you know. I know someone local has definitely purchased yep. it, but yeah, I I I couldn't justify it having had all the other expansions and stuff already. But I I like this game many different ways, and, I, and again, I like the American too. I just really yeah. like uh, like German as well. So. I almost can't play just base game with it right. anymore. No, right. I mean, no. When I talk about this, it's definitely with one of the expansions. Yep. But absolutely, yeah, a terrific game. My number thirty-one Russian railroads. My number thirty-one Russian railroads. Oh, Bam! nice. <laughs> First double crossover. Well, it's not going to be a trouble. I'm going to disappoint you guys. I think you already said it. Uh, my number 31, uh, we should have done it over under for uh, Cromer Kiesling games on my list. Uh, mm. My number 31, uh, Chad had this on his list uh, last episode, and that's The Palaces of Carrara. Uh, it's one I'm really excited to see what the second edition brings. I did not back it, so uh, Michelle, hopefully, or Chad? Chad? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, come through. Michelle, she, will. she buys she everything. Will. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm really excited to see what the what they did with the second edition. Uh, just not excited enough to actual, actually back it myself, which will probably be a mistake. But my number 31, the Palaces of Karar. I'm surprised after the Grand Austria Hotel thing. Know, you're not just like, I'm going for it. I should have, but it was it was so expensive for what, yeah. what was in there. But that's rough. what we thought with Grand Austria. I know. I'm probably going to be kicking myself. Right. What about... Do you think this is his highest Cromer and Kiesling? I'm trying to think what might be higher, just out of curiosity. 
Uh, yeah, because he just said heaven and hell. Yeah, I think I think this is my highest. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, punch boarders! Congratulations on your 100th episode from the Schmidtkins family. Looking forward to PP kind with you guys. Maybe playing some games. 18 XS with Chad. Age of Steam with all of you guys. And I really want to see Richie play a game of euchre and milk the cow. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Schmidtkins. We we love interacting with you and having you be a part of the community. The thumbs are ready. No, I got no, no see, don't do that. I was just, I, I was just getting over being embarrassed from that. <laughs> they haven't been milked in a while. Oh, oh, ready. Ready. <laughs> All right, Fokker. <laughs> Woo, okay. Okay, well, moving on. My number 30 is a game that is either about completely starving yourself or dying from gluttony, and that is Antiquity from Splatter Spelling Games. This game is brutal. I think uh, the first time I played it, uh, Clef just basically stood up from the table and said, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I give. Uh, <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> well, when your entire city is graves and all you're doing is creating pollution, it's not very fun. <laughs> yeah. So this is a brutal game, but it is, I don't know. It's just such a fun kind of brutal. And again, it does sort of that great Zimbabwe thing of, of choose your, choose your win condition, which is so, so interesting to me. I think that's probably my favorite thing about it, actually, that and the brutality. That is why it makes my number 30. That is antiquity. All right. Uh, my number 30 is my highest Feld, and this is the one that uh, Chad has come around and said he was wrong. I mean, it needs to be higher, but uh, Carpe Diem. This game is absolutely just a great. It's so simplistic in the fact that you're just putting tiles, but the tile placement and where you're putting them and then the scoring is so cool on how you want to try to be in first so you can get the best scoring and which one you choose. This is a great game. If you've not played this one, I don't care what version you play. Just play it there. It's great. So that's my number 30 Carpe Diem. Good job. My number 30 Clef talked about last episode, and it's a game that, I mean, the people that we play with like it and whatnot, but Ohm, definitely you look at that cover and you walk right by it. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. But you're missing out on just a solid midweight Euro that is, I mean, it. it's just so good and it plays so smoothly. You should Check it out if you get a chance to. Uh, so my number 30, Ohm. Great pick. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number 29. Here we go. We did a review of this. It is 18 Chesapeake. And uh, it's basically an intro 18XX. But the great thing about it, in my opinion, is that there's plenty to sink your teeth into if you've played it before as well. And it's got a smaller bank. It also uh, has a train rush that uh, moves along so that new players who are, don't don't aren't able to push trains, uh, they get exported out each round, one of them. And so that moves the game a little bit more. Um, there's also an expansion called Off the Rails, which basically gives you a much steeper stock market and takes one train out of each uh, kind in the deck. So it's a little bit more like juggling knives in that one. And I really like that one too. Is this the first 18XX of this section? It is. It right. is. Yeah. 
What what do we have to? I mean, if like in a couple of years we say Chad was right about eighteen, I'm just not. I'm what, not. I won't. He do won't. It. Say we won't ever admit. I won't no, do it. Richie's no, gonna be like playing in secret. I, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a whole nother group. I'll never talk about eighteen XX. <laughs> I'm not giving them that. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, regardless, it's still my number 29, 18 Chesapeake. Uh, my number 29 is a two-player only game, and this is probably the only reason why it's kind of lower here on the list. Okay, This is a tremendous two-player game, and that's Imperial Struggle. Oh, my goodness. This game is so good. It is so deep. Uh, the decisions you make are just so battling back and forth. It's just everything about it. Like I said, the only thing that knocks it down a peg is it's only two players, and obviously it's it's long. You're gonna you're gonna be in for uh, unless Joe Farrell beats you by like the second age or something, <laughs> then it can go right. a little bit quicker. But other than that, you're gonna be in for the long haul, and uh, just yeah, absolutely tremendous game. I agree with you there. I will probably mention this later, but one thing is most of mine have been plays have been with Joe Farrell, and basically what the game feels like, as wonderful as it is, is reaching across to get a cookie and just continuously getting slapped with a baseball bat. That's what he was doing with me with Pax Renaissance. (laughs) Can I have this one? No. Uh, It's my number 29, Imperial Struggle. Uh, My number 29, we thought uh, City of the Big Shoulders could possibly replace this when we were first playing that, but uh, it has prevailed, and that is Arkwright. I'm guessing it's much higher on Clef's list. I don't know, Chad. Have you talked about Arkwright yet? I believe I did. Yeah, in the last, okay. yeah, last. Uh, but it, I mean, the card playing the card game again, even though the card game is going to be lower after it's all said and done, it just it brought up brought the, all those juices, feelings. Yeah, that I, I want to get Arkwright back to the table here. Yeah, soon. I agree. Those I agree. feelings. You should <laughs> play, play some music over this part. <laughs> Barry White. Um, ooh. ooh. <laughs> but my number twenty nine is Arkwright. It's oh. that kind of arc, right? <laughs> Maybe let's play some arc, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, another splatter spelling on this list, number 28. Clef has already talked about it, but that's bus. I really like this game. Uh, again, it, it, I didn't think I used to like route building, but obviously you can see from my list now that, that uh, I have changed a little bit. And uh, r- bus is a really great mean route builder where you're just trying to make sure that the people across the table from you can't deliver their passengers and you get to steal them. And that is bus. Nice. My 28. Uh, my number 28, uh, Richie, you talked about not too long ago is the last what's your game that kind of got released railroad revolution with the expansion made it even better. I really enjoy this game. Once again, a, the color thing where you get different colored meeples and they do different things. And you're basically trying to complete these contracts. Uh, in the last game I played of this, I actually completed a D contract for the oh, first nice. time ever. Yeah, in I don't think game. I've it ever done that. Very, very hard to do. And I got one D contract done, and I was very, very excited. Uh, but excellent game. Railroad Revolution, my number 28. Did you win? Uh, yes. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I figured. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number 28, Chad. He's, he's perfectly right on this. Bus is the 28th best game. Yeah! <laughs> Double cross <laughs> <laughs> And everything Chad said in, uh, yeah, Bus there we go. for my number 28. My number 27 is the other Chad Jensen dominant species. And this one doesn't get played as much because uh, it 
it benefits from having a lot of more people and it is a long game and it is, you know, the turns are long like we talked about, but it's still so great. And you can just completely obliterate your opponent if you're playing correctly. Uh, you can wipe them off the map, but sometimes you don't. Uh, regardless, it's a great game. Dominant Species, my 27. Yeah, Ooh. thank you for having the integrity to, to separate those. You're welcome. And not combine them you're all welcome. into yeah. one pick. Thank I thought you. that was important. Uh, Clef? <laughs> <laughs> my number 27 is... Dominant species, Marine. Oh, ooh, so close. Which I have separated. <laughs> that was his church yes. lady voice. <laughs> if you do, please. Uh, yes, my number yeah, 27, like it says, Dominant Species Marine. And Chad talked about it earlier. It's, it's, uh, it's a very, very solid version of Dominant Species. I do like the fact that it, you know, when you're placing your things, you're just taking your actions and it flows so much better. Um, it's not quite as mean as dominant species. It definitely has a little bit softer underlie, uh, but I still really enjoy this one. This was my number one of last year. And, uh, so that's my number 27 dominant species Marine. My number 27, it has, it has dropped, uh, quite a bit. I think it was my top 10 last year. And it may, it may be because I still haven't gotten my Kickstarter stuff for this. And that's Kemet. <laughs> and uh, I'm still waiting. And I just found out today that instead of doing updates through the like a normal Kickstarter, yeah, they're updating in the comments. Oh, because they don't. I don't think they want the bad press of sending <laughs> yeah. it because they've they've delivered pretty much everything. Right. It's just these veteran pledges. Yeah. That people are not getting. Uh. So yeah, it, it took a little bit of a drop, but I still wow. enjoy it quite a bit. I love the the tech tree in this is is definitely my favorite part. Uh, and it's just the in-your-face nature of the game and the fact that there's no turtling. You get right into it, and you're battling. And I love the the card play for the, the different battles. Uh, so Kemet, my number 27. You probably didn't get it yet because of the upgrades that you chose, you know, the real blood and real sand. Uh, <laughs> there better be real blood and sand in there after waiting this long. Wow. I, I almost just bought this the other day on Miniature Market. <laughs> just to, just have to it show it. <laughs> like, look what I got. <laughs> Number 26 for me is uh, a great game from the Italian contingent, Lorenzo Il Magnifico, with the expansion, of course. Love that bidding for the, the powers that you hope are going to help you win the game. And then, of course, uh, trying to make those, again, another another thing of trying to make those die work for you and, and trying to eke out as many points as you can and actions in a round that you can afford when it feels so tight. That's why 26, uh, Lorenzo Il Magnifico comes in at 26 for me. My number 26 is another game that just got a deluxified version, um, which I did pass on, but thankfully Dan backed it. So I'll get to play with all the new modules and everything with it. And that is La Granja. So um, great multi-use card game. Um, just a very top-notch, great Euro game. Why did we pass on that again? That is a great game, and I also passed on it. We're, we're going to be just, upset with gonna, ourselves. We're going to kick ourselves again. <laughs> it was trying to weigh the expense, but yeah, you know what? So when I think about games with great multi-use cards, that's it. Yeah. That, that is one of the yeah. big ones right yeah. there. Yep, yep. Good pick. <sighs> I'm going to be sad. I know it. Yeah, um, My number 26 is it's definitely going to be higher on Chad's list, and this is a, has gotten to this point of playing with Joe Farrell and getting his strategy guide for every faction. Clef talked about it earlier, and that's Gaia Project. And with, with those strategy tips that Joe's got me, I've successfully gotten into second place 
every once in a while. Still nowhere near his score. You're but, like at 140. He's at like 230. Yeah. 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 But I'm getting better. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but that's my number 26 Gaia Project. Well, 25 for me has already been mentioned, I think, by Clef last episode. But this is one of those games where it's just the blend of mechanisms together feels really great. We had been, we have been playing this together for a long time. That is Brussels 1893. Love the Art Deco period and sending your punks to jail. Brussels 1893 is my number 25. Uh, my number 25 is my second highest rated Fister. And I know this one's uh, going to be a little bit higher on Richie's, but this is Mombasa. Um, I know a lot of people, the theme is, is kind of bothersome, but in this game, it's not something I, I really think about. I just think about the mechanisms, which is the, uh, you know, the cards and how you play them out. And then the worker placement and trying to move up those tracks. And a lot of times you're trying to concentrate on one or two of the tracks to score those big points at the end of the game. And I just really like how this game is played and, and love the area control. I think I like this game best at three. It's okay at two. Um, and at four, sometimes it can bog down a little bit uh, out on the area control. It can be a lot tighter, I should say. But, uh, and I, even the past few times I've tried the books and, you know, I think once you understand the game, I think the books are not, you yeah, know, it's, sometimes it's viable. You actually, even without the, uh, the little mini expansion, um, which is something I still don't have. I don't know why I never picked that up. I should. It, it was tough to track 25. down. Yeah. Well. They're they're doing a, a re-theme of this, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that's happening or what the re-theme is going to be, but maybe they'll throw in the cookbooks mini yeah, expansion. Hopefully. I would hope so. I'd hope yeah. that would just be part of it. I am I am anxious to see that one. That that is uh, that is good. So, anyways, that is my number twenty five, Mombasa. Uh, my number twenty five, one of my most played games. Uh, these two don't like. I don't even. I mean, Clef. I mean, he may have played this when we did our board court on race and rule for the galaxy. Yeah. Clef barely remembered either one of the games. So, <laughs> but Roll for the Galaxy, uh, my number 25, just a, a fun version of all, you know, all the mechanisms that Tom Lehman does in all those different games. Uh, it just, it's a great game. And that's Roll for the Galaxy. My 24 is, has just been talked about, it is Mombasa. And again, yep, theme is probably a problem, but I'm excited for the new reprint. And uh, this was one of his heyday. Uh, games. I, I think I agree with you too. Uh, you know, he has some mechanisms in his games where once you really know the game better, then you can do that strategy. Right. It's not where it's all things are equal out of the gate. You have to kind of learn to be a better player. Kind of like, you know, sometimes traveling in Voyages of Marco Polo. Yep, exactly. So, I agree right. with you. Yep. Uh, but that's what makes it my 24 Mombasa. Uh, my tour number 24 is a former number one of Richie's and it used to be in my top 10 consistently it just kind of has dropped as, as these type of Euro games have for me, but still a great game. And that's Lorenzo El Magnifico. Um, expansion is an absolute must. Um, just, just the, the base one. I can't, what is it? Renaissance houses of Renaissance or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an absolute must. The new Kickstarter thing that came out with the cards, take it or leave it. Um, the other day I happened to be on my wife's laptop, which whereas where I had, the Lorenzo the digital app. game. And I just started it up just to try oh, it again. It's so bad. I just can't. I mean, it looks like it's from the, the, the 90s. You know, it's such oh, yeah, a it's bad. Terrible. The art is oh. terrible. Just, yeah. Everything about it. They released a version on Yakata. And if you're going to go, if you're going to play it online or digitally, yeah. that's the way to play it. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, uh, still a great game. Great engine builder. And that is my number 24, Lorenzo El Magnifico. My number 24 is a former, I want to say it was 10 last year. 
uh, but it, it had been in my top 10 for a little bit. Chad's going to be sad about this just because I think he likes the, the fact that I had this in my, my top 10, and that's Mansions of Madness 2nd mm. Edition. <laughs> and it's just one where I just don't enjoy co-ops all that much anymore. This is pretty much the only co-op that I play regularly, uh, but it's still a great game, a, a game if you're looking, uh, you know, if you got a, a group of people, uh, preferably like four, uh, and you're looking just to solve a puzzle or, you know, roll some dice, uh, Mansion of Madness 2nd Edition is a good pick. I, I think that I like it, or I like that you like it, because I, I feel like it's almost a quintessential Richie game, which the two of us, you know, Clef will probably play once and spit on it, and I would play it and, you know, <laughs> I would I would be okay with it, you know. Right, I, I right, played right. it and it's fine, but I just love that you that you like it. Yeah, but good pick. My twenty three. It's not my highest, but it's almost uh, my highest Rosenberg, and that is Agricola. It's a classic. I love getting this out. This is the one that my wife Stephanie and I play regularly, and uh, we fight and sweat it out and try to grind out our our subsistence dirt farming. It's it's still one of. I would say a, a pinnacle of design mm. and that's what makes it my number 23. And that's Agricola. Uh, my number 23 is um, a game. Once again, this used to be in my top 10, uh, another Euro game that's dropped a little bit, but still very high up there at 23. And that's clans of Caledonia. Uh, this is my favorite of, if you know, if you consider that Terra Mystica Gaia project and clans all have the same type of, pull stuff off your board mechanism type of thing. This is my favorite. I love the completing of the contracts and I love the fact that, you know, the first round you get paid to take a contract and then the next round they're free and then they start costing you money and they cost more money and they cost more money. And to manage all that just is such a wonderful thing. You have different player powers that you can play with each game. Um, and then, uh, you know, the end of the scoring sometimes is a little funky at the end with, you know, if you're not familiar with it on the, where the different clans are and stuff like that. But uh, this is just an absolute tremendously great Euro. And uh, this is one I would love to see some sort of expansion come out for. I know that he was working on one. I don't know yeah. whatever happened with that. I'll have to check out the the BGG forums. But yes, I would agree that, you know, more player powers. I mean, you wouldn't really, just more of what is already there would be great. Yeah, I don't want it to change too much. You no. know, like how Heaven and Ale just completely went off the, the rails mm -hmm. or whatever. You want something simple with it but yeah i would like to see something new for clans but that is my number 23 clans of caledonia uh my number 23 it's a game that i pretty much just play with clef and that is santa maria mm. and it is it just every wow. time we play it, it it gets so great that's down there a little low for is that a little low number 23 not terrible uh but it, it is just a a fun midweight euro game uh, I think this is one that could do with a, a retheming as well. The the happiness points and the oh, it could use yes. But I think if it did get that you know second edition or just completely overhaul of the theme, I think this is one that would catch on well. Uh, and that's Santa Maria for my number twenty three. All right. Well, for me, twenty two is eighteen eighty two Assiniboia, and uh, this is. A basically a fast you say a cinnamon bun. Would you say there? <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, so this one is. I don't have a handle on it. I feel like it's definitely going to rise when I have better play and understand how to uh, manipulate the privates better. And basically, I think that 
that there there are some really cool abilities like uh you can drop out neutral station tokens and then later on a train company that comes out will have those station tokens now as their own station uh there's also clef you and i played uh high treason today there there's an event on the board that closes down part of the board because there's that revolt and it basically shuts down the railways and so uh that happens in it and kind of clears your tracks the problem is, is every time he talks about them, they sound interesting. To him. <laughs> I know, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and we'll this... just start playing them secretly. <laughs> secretly, <laughs> we're, we're we'll even... tell them. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> you, you guys will do what, what you did with Weather Machine. Just like send me pictures and like, <laughs> oh, where are you guys playing this? I'll be driving so to your fun. houses. <laughs> you guys will be in secret in some closet. Uh, anyway, it'll rise for me, I'm sure. But that's where it's at right now. Twenty two, eighteen. 82 Assiniboia. All right. My number 22 is a game that is really not like any really other game that I have here in like, say my top 50. Um, and this is my highest Kinesia. And this one came out of absolutely left field for me. I didn't even mean to purchase this game. I thought I was purchasing <laughs> something else. And um, I've only played it as a two player game with my wife, but I absolutely love this game and it's my city. I mean, it is that much fun, yeah. and I still wow. enjoy it to this day. Wow, playing the you know the board afterwards, you know, even without the legacy. I mean, mm. the legacy, best legacy game, hands down, in my opinion. But even just a regular board, and please, can you make a My City too? Because I would love. That I would think be they are first in line. Well, they are making so, a My City too, but I don't know if you'll like it because it is a a, a legacy, but it's a legacy roll and write. So I don't know if you'd like that because you're not a big Roll and Write fan. But I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll try it for yep, sure. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I, I would like him just to really honestly just do the same type of thing with just new boards and new things going on or whatever. But anyways, for what it is, my city, if you haven't played this and you like tile placement type of games, this is great because you flip over a card and both everybody has to place that one tile but you can place it. I mean, you have some restrictions, but you can place it where you want to. And so by the end of the game, everybody's board looks completely different and you're doing different things to score points. And absolutely, I love this game. And so that's my number 22, My City. I love that you have it this high and I wouldn't have picked that for you, but I, I think that's great. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, great couples game it is one that you can yes. knock out games in like 15 minutes. You so. know what? And if you do play it as a couples game, you could uh, you you could give it to somebody else to play the other two boards to do the legacy part and then mm -hmm. take them back and, you know, have a permanent game. It's great. Uh, my number 22, we, we had a, a fantastic game that came down. I think it was a one point victory for Clef in Wildcatters, if oh, I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. At, uh, at Fort Con. Oh, my goodness. And this is one that. I mean, after our first play, we didn't really have a full first play because we were just messing around with the game and kind of reading through the, the player aid. I wasn't I wasn't confident that I was going to like this. But after, uh, you know, we got some plays in and we were comfortable with mm -hmm. how the, the flow works is very procedural game. Uh, this one has just been climbing for me and I'm always excited. The only, only downfall is that you need four players. You got to play it for. Yeah. I mean, that's the only downfall to the game is that it's, it's hard to get out because you need four people ready to go. But. Uh, when you do, it is a fantastic game. That's yeah. Wildcatters. That last game we played was tremendous. Yes. And one of the best player aids out there. I mean, mm -hmm. it just breaks it down so well. Uh, I'm going to have to apologize to Richie for this one because it's fallen a little bit. I would still like to play with Richie, but just don't get much of a chance. Uh, but that's Matai and I, my number 21. And it, maybe if Jamie were here in the States, then I would get more plays in. Yeah, but we just replaced Clef on the podcast. There we go. There yeah. We go. Yeah. I, I like that idea. 
Here we well, go. Who are we going to replace you with? Oh, wait, you edit. Never mind. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, you just got to find someone who can edit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're so, expendable, Chad. Right. <laughs> we kind of talked about it. I'm sure Richie will talk about it at some point, but this is multi-use cards uh, at some of its very best, although the teach is quite, quite opaque. I like how it moves fast, and that's why I have it higher uh, than Glory to Rome, because it can be swinging, but it's just so much fun to look at what you're doing and what, what the other person is doing and trying, you know, sweating and trying to grind it out really quickly before the other person can end it and win. And that's Matainai, my number 21. Uh, my number 21, uh, Chad already talked about uh, the only game that I've literally ever quit in because I just could not win, and that's Antiquity. But uh, since I have learned how to play this game, I love it. Uh, it is hard. It is the game is just darn right mean, but it's absolutely just glorious to play, and it's uh, a lot of fun to figure out what you're going to do, which which winning condition you're going to go after. Um, this is one of those games, Richie. Have you played it? I can't even. Remember. I've only gotten the one play of it. It okay. would it would definitely be higher up my list if my box wasn't the size of a small child because I yeah. I don't take that box anywhere. It's just played at home. <laughs> right. I, when I play at home, I play it with Jessica, so she. Yeah, she's she, not interested. She's not going to play no. that. Yeah, um, but uh, this would be that type of game where we'd say, to Richie, hey, it's really hard to pick the one that you have to win, like with like two different things. And Richie'd be like, okay, that's what I'm going for, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then but, fail miserably because this, this yeah. game is hard. <laughs> it is, it is hard. But I love it, and that's uh, from obviously from Splatter Spelling, and that is Antiquity. One where I would say the the geek bits, although expensive, essential. Essential. Yeah, and you that's coming from me. Mm. They are essential. All right, my number 21, both of you guys have already talked about. It. It's my favorite, Feld, and that is the Castles of Burgundy, one of the games that uh, when I first got into the hobby, Jessica and I played just a ton, and it, it still holds up today. It's a game that I'll play anytime, anywhere. Uh, the Castles of Burgundy, my number 21. All right, we're ready for the top 20. We're getting down. Here we go. Well, 20 for me has already been mentioned. But it is Ginkopolis. Uh, again, the engine building in this game, combined with the multi-use cards, uh, combined with how you use area control and you're always trying to figure out how to tack tiles on and build up and get your resources on there. Great game. Really like this game. And I like how fast it plays. Ginkopolis is my number 20. Uh, my number 20 is a game we have already talked about, and that is Grand Austria Hotel. Just absolutely a great Euro game. Um, yeah, so... No more to me to be saying about that one. My number 20, Grand Austrian Hotel. My number 20, uh, new to the list. This is one that Chad's going to be sad he hasn't had a chance to play yet, and that's Forbidden Stars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened to you that night, because I, I just played it with Clef and Josh not that long ago. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe he bailed on us again. Yeah, maybe. No, I, I did not bail. I bailed was on jealous. that one. He yeah. did want to play that one. I yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Forbidden Stars, it's because I've been looking for like a, an epic space game. Twilight Imperium's too long. Eclipse was just way too random. This is just kind of in the middle and, and gives me that kind of epic space mm. feel that I want right. in a, a sensible time. Uh, so Forbidden Stars for my number 20. And again, it's been mentioned, my number 19, uh, I want to hub you, the great Zimbabwe, Splatter Spelling, <laughs> 19. Uh, my number 19 has obviously been mentioned already. This is my highest What's Your Game and uh, this one used to be in my top 10 forever. And I i mean, it's losing some points because, you know, for this terrible Kickstarter, but more <laughs> it's losing points just because I haven't played it for so long because I've been waiting, waiting for the Kickstarter. And so, you know, but it's still one of the thinkiest Euros you'll ever play. And that's Madeira. 
Uh, definitely one of those. You sometimes you'll be taking an action not because you even want to take the action, because you want to take the next action or the secondary action that you get to play from it. Tremendous, great game. Definitely, uh, if you haven't played this one, definitely worth a play if you like heavier type type of euros. So that's my number nineteen, Madeira. I'm shocked to see it down in nineteen. I, I thought yeah. this was one that would. Be a mainstay in your, your top ten. It, it did, and when I just really looked at it, I was like, you know, it's just not one I'm wanting to get off the shelf more than, uh, well, seven, yeah, what's coming know, up? 18 other more games, yep. All right. Uh, my number 19 we have talked about. It is our kind of collective group favorite trick taker, and that is Skull King. Uh, it's just a blast to play, uh, especially when you get six people, you get the the whale, the kraken going. It It is just a good time. It is. And that is my number 19, Skull King. My number 18, I, I had to pick it. I mean, it just couldn't, I could not pick it because if your name is on the box, it's pretty much a rule that it's got to be in your top 20. Uh, and that's the estates. Uh, it's such a great, great little game. We've we've talked about it already, but, you know, it's it's that shared incentive, getting somebody in with you to try to to bid on, on blocks for points and then just totally cutting their legs out from under them and laughing while you do it. Uh, it is mean, but if everybody knows what they're getting into, it can be a raucous, rollicking good time. Nice. That's did you track estates. down a copy with your name on it? I didn't, oh. but we have a lot of friends that, that have it. Yeah. So, awesome. but yeah, 18, the estates. All right. My number 18, uh, this is another coin game. Uh, this is Andy and Abyss. Uh, this is the original first one that came out. Uh, this one is very similar to Cuba Libre. It's very straightforward. Uh, very. It's another one that I would suggest to somebody as one of their first coin games. Um, it's The theme is maybe not as uh, well known to people, but this is one of my favorite coin games. And so, yeah, my number 18 Andine and Abyss. Are you sure you don't have every coin game on your? Uh, no, I guess you, I know you don't have Pendragon. Pendragon is not on it, <laughs> and Fire in the Lake is not on it because I've not. Just played you don't Fire have enough. Three so if you had out. enough yeah. plays, all uh, but Pendragon, well, wouldn't and, be on the list. And honestly, Pendragon should be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't know if I have truly three plays of Pendragon. <laughs> uh, you you put in enough time on Pendragon where I would allow you to count it. You know, I. I, well, that's very true. And I think as years go on, I'll find the coin games that are really my favorites, and I think right. ones will drop off. But just because they are all so intriguing to me at this moment, I think that's why most of them made it. So yeah. Definitely. All right, my number 18, a former number one of mine a, a couple years ago, and that's 51st State Master Set. Mm. Uh, it is very a very in-your-face card game, uh, and this is... I mean, they're about to do, even though they called this one the Master Set, they're about to release... I think like a second edition of this, which is going to change some stuff and add some stuff to it and some other expansions to it. But, uh, and I, I probably won't back that and kick myself as well, but 51st state, uh, if you like Imperial settlers, any of those games and you like in your face card games, I play well at two, two or three. It's kind of the player count you want to be at. And then 51st state is the game for you. And that's my number 18. My number 17 is uh i'm surprised it was this high when i did the pub meeple but and i don't own the game but i will say it is it was great i've, I've only played it a couple times with brent but he owns the game it's so fantastic i cannot wait it's got a kickstarter coming out this year with quan chai moria art and a deluxe edition that is small city from alban viard wow yeah 
I really like this game. I'll tell you why. Is that uh, the, the one with the blocks? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, no, no, no. That is, it's th that idea. That's, that's town, town center. center. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's that kind of idea. But this is with uh, cardboard polyominoes in your city. And actually, it's very much like antiquity because you can build up pollution and really uh, hose yourself there. But it kind of reminds me in a weird way of Age of Steam as well because of the way that each round you're picking a special action card that gives you some sort of bonus like the architect or the mayor or different things like that. And then again, like I said, you're really trying to fit certain things in, but you can attract, if I remember correctly, yes, you can attract other people's population to your city. Uh, and so there's some back and forth there too, but yeah, it is tight. It can be mean, but it is a lot of fun. So I'm really excited for that Kickstarter to uh, come out this year. That's small city, my seventeen. Yeah, I think I'll be in on with the with you on that because I enjoyed the, my play of that. I've only gotten to play it the one time, <laughs> so yeah. All right, uh, my number seventeen is a three player only game, and this is a new one to me as of last year, and it has shot up the ranks this much uh, because it is just absolutely amazing, and that is Maria. Um, this is, it's, I mean, it's a war game. There's no doubt about it. It's a card-driven kind of war game where you are going to be moving your, your armies around and you'll have a certain base number that they have. Uh, but when you go into battle, you're going to be using cards of different suits and it will depend on kind of what quadrant you're in and whether you're going to be using spades or hearts or, you know, whatever type of thing. And that will... Uh, you, those are the only kind of cards you can play and your opponent the same way. They'll be in a certain suit and they can only play those cards. And sometimes it's better to, if you go into battle, it might be better to just like lose by one or two because then they don't get extra victory points and you, uh, you, you know, you don't lose as many armies. And sometimes it's better just to try to go full force and try to play all the cards you have uh, in that particular suit to try to win the battle. Just absolutely great tactical game. The funny thing is, is I have never made it to the end of the game to do anything, but because somebody's always won before mm -hmm. the end of the game. So I've never even gone down to whatever victory points or whatever it would be at the end of the game. It's always somebody has won it. Uh, that might just be because of our inexperience in playing it. But uh, this is one that I look forward every time somebody suggests it. And we got three players. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, lots of fun. And that is my number 17, Maria. Definitely one I want more plays of. Uh, my number 17, is it's been climbing because this past year I've played it a bunch and I've had a, a bunch of fun plays of it. Uh, one at Fort Con was a seven player. I think we played seven player of Cosmic Encounter. Mm. And it is just a blast. It is definitely a, a gamer's party game. And uh, I mean, much like Dune where, I mean, everyone has their own unique ability and then you're just trying to negotiate, yell at and and just deceive the other people at the table to get the win. Uh, but yeah, I've just this past year, I've had so many great plays of it that it, it has shot up my list, and that is Cosmic Encounter for my number 17. I need to get in on this, because I've never played it, and I've stayed away because I've heard some swingy stories of people never getting to their turn and stuff like that. But Yeah, if we because when we played at uh, Fork, I mean, like Corey, Dan was in there, Mason and his friends, Josh, and it, it was a blast. I cool. think you would enjoy that group for that game. I think so, too. My number 16 has already been talked about. We've already talked about why it's great, the multi-use card game, and that's La Granja. Such a good game. Uh, can't wait to uh, hopefully play the expansions uh, that Dan has. So 
Yeah. LaGranja, my number 16. All right. Uh, my number 16, uh, Clinic. This is a great game. Uh, for the spatial stuff is so tough. Uh, by the way, if you build a heliopad, you can't build something on top of that because then the helicopter can't come to land. Uh, the, the last time I played this, we played with the expansion with the cards that where you had to build a certain pattern, mm. which I'll tell you was good in a way because it actually made you go, okay, focus. this is how I'm going to focus. But then once again, you can't build a heliopad and build something on top of it. So anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, I love the, at the end of the round, you have so much money that you can, you know, whatever money you made, you can spend on victory points. But in this game, being first is kind of like in power grade where you don't necessarily want to be first because then you go last in the round. And uh, so you might not want to bite as many victory points, but yet if you don't, that money is no longer being able to be used for victory points. I just, I love, I love every time I play this game. And so, uh, yep, that's my number 16 clinic. You know what else doesn't work for that game? And I've tried it is playing on your knees. So your eyes are level with the table. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I was going to try that. (laughs) (laughs) My number 16 has already been mentioned, I think by both of you. And that's Brussels 1893. It's one that I play online quite a bit. And, and that's probably why it has stayed up so high, but it is just a nice quick little mid weight, mid heavy Euro uh, that it has a great auction system and just good worker placement. So my number 16, Brussels, 1893. Hi, everyone. I'm Starla. I'm Mick. And we are Our Fan Plays Games. Boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Punchboard Paradise, for 100 episodes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is wonderful. And you know, as uh, as all of us Omaha content creators, we got to stick together and we love you guys. That's we right. do, we do. Hey, now the question was given to us. What game would we want to play with you guys if the next time we all get together? And what is it, Starla? We want to play Origins First Builders and by that, Board and Dice. Yeah, that, that's good and kind of heavy for you guys. But for <laughs> you guys, it might be just a kind of a gateway since y'all be doing all those little hard, uh, those hard games. But again... Thank you for inviting us to come say hi and congratulations. And and let's go to 100 more. That's right, guys. Congratulations again. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. Starla and Mick, thank you so much. It means a lot because you guys are killing it yourselves. So we really appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm excited to play Origins. Everyone's talking it it up. I'm, I'm ready. All right. My number 15 is uh, has been mentioned, I think it was mentioned last time, by Clef, and that's Keyflower. Again, you want to keep the player count relatively small, but uh, the auctions are fun, and uh, trying to the, the pick up and deliver, all those things together make a great little game. Highly suggest playing Keyflower if you haven't played it. My number 15. Uh, my number 15 is another two-player only, and... Saskatoon Dave has already said he would love to play this with me, and that is Sekigahara, the unification of Japan. Right. Oh, this is just tremendous. I love the card play in this. This is you've got all these blocks that obviously you can only see, and you have different what they call dynamos, which are basically kind of like clans, and you're moving around the board. And when you go into combat, once again, you have to have a certain card to kind of activate the the different blocks. And so it's a good cat and mouse game. And you're trying to control these castles and these different uh, resource places. Really, really good. Uh, Every time I've played this game, I just, I love it. Uh, This was one I will teach to anybody. If anybody wants to learn this type of game, 
Uh, so that is my number 15, Sekigahara. Another good little upgrade that I would call essential from uh, Brockman. That's right. Is those the, the castles. The little castles. You really need something to, so you can see them easily on the board. Yeah, because otherwise they can kind of get hidden with the blocks. Uh, he made yeah, you a so. 3D. Yeah, he did. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, my number 15, Chad talked about, and this is the game that I pretty much only play with Chad. Now it is online, so I, I have been I've been cheating on you a little bit Ooh. on Matai. I have been Ooh. playing with Jamie <laughs> quite a bit online <laughs> as well. But uh, Matai and I, like Chad said, it, it is just, I mean, it's a tough teach. But once you get through the teach, it's such an interesting card game that just plays smoothly, plays quickly. And I, I just want to get more <laughs> plays of the expansion because I think I would really enjoy it even right. more with that. Uh, but my number 15, Matai and I. My number 14, we've mentioned it. It's the uh, Joe slapping my hand for cookies, the Imperial Struggle. And uh, it is such a great game. And there are great stories. And uh, I've figured out that I can win neither with uh, Britain or France. But I still <laughs> love this game. And that is Imperial Struggle, my number 14. Maybe you should play the like the American expansion <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Can, I, can I just be the, the, you know, the, the Native American expansion that helps just a little bit? <laughs> Is there a cooperative uh, version, Joe? All right. My number 14 was mentioned by Richie just a little bit ago, the game that me and him only play together mostly, and that's Santa Maria. Uh, just an absolute great dice drafting tile placement. Uh, would really do with an upgrade. And yeah. So, but anyways, that's my number 14, Santa Maria. Last well, time we finally got to play with everything. With the, that's right. Uh, the, the Aztec. Yeah. I played like a whole different thing against you guys where you guys were yeah. playing some other things. Yeah. That was interesting. So. All right, my number 14, uh, we just played last week, uh, and I played a fantastic map of it, and that's uh, of uh, tramways, and we played on Shanghai, and I think Joe Farrell said it best. He said if he ever meets uh, Alvin Villard, he doesn't know if he'd shake his hand or punch him in the face. <laughs> and, and, I, w- I would pay. I would pay to see that. <laughs> and honestly, both might be appropriate, right? honestly. Uh, and yeah, this every time, we've been playing this a lot here recently, and every time I have to go back and up, Update my list because it just keeps climbing. So, Chad, you're right. Uh, Tramways, my number 14. Uh, I really like the engineer's workbook, Richie, and I think because you sometimes solo, you'd probably like it too, actually. I'm, tra- I'm trying a- to track down. It's it's a it's a pain to track down everything. Yeah, I'm getting real close. The The red expansion was the last ex- mm-hmm. little expansion I don't have, Yeah, but I think I can just make my own. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, I might be doing. Ordering the wooden pieces well, from Germany and stuff like that. I was looking that. for you to like print the map out or whatever for me. Like <laughs> right, I'm going to work on that next. I want that yeah, Shanghai for sure. Next. I can't. I've looked everywhere. I've gotten the tile, the tiles, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, whatever that one is, and a couple of the other ones that are available. I'll send you. There's, there's but, a few. I can't remember the name of the site, but it's a, it's a French uh, board game store, <laughs> and okay. uh, you're gonna have to use go- a lot of Google Translate, but all right, yeah, well, they'll ship it to you. Okay, have you played solo with that too? I have played one solo just to when I was first relearning the game, just to solidify the rules. And it's still interesting. Yeah, it is. I, I like it. Okay, well, my 13. This is I. Ne- I would never have guessed this, but this is my highest splatter actually. And I've had four plays of this game, two in person and two online, and that is Indonesia. Mm. It is it is on top of this is I think going to be my one of the things I want to do in 2022 is get more live plays of this game mm. because I think it is very 18xx adjacent, and uh, but I think it's more palatable for a lot more people. And I just I love the mergers. I love uh, trying to kind of go with a strategy. It's just yeah, I, I really dig. 
the logistical supply chain kind of thing that's going on with this game and, and the teeth that it has to it. Mm. That's uh, my my number thirteen, Indonesia. Mm. It's 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 good. It just is very hard for me to wrap my head around. I definitely yeah. would like some more plays of it for sure. Um, however, so Chad kind of reminded me of something there, saying that you know that's one of his goals. Uh, we were supposed to make a group goal for 2022. I got it right here, guys. <laughs> we're going to try to release a podcast every two weeks. Hey, that's uh, <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah that's our great goal. group goal. Done. Uh, All right. <laughs> we're going to be honest, we everybody. Might, yeah. We didn't really, uh, I don't know. We really didn't think of anything that's good for a group no, goal. I complete, well, yeah. I completely even forgot about it. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> uh, I keep having people remind me about it. That's, oh, okay. uh, that's the thing. So um, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. I like the releasing every two. Honestly, so, we may f- we might falter on that. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my number thirteen is um, a game. I'll be honest with you. I did not think this would ever leave my top ten, um, but it doesn't. I I haven't played this game in a while, and not to say that that doesn't make it a great game because it is, but it's just one of those games that I just haven't gotten to the table very much. And um, this is, I am going to combine them, but that's brass. And so it's nothing that I still love the game. I just don't quite have it in my top 10 anymore. It just doesn't quite hit there. Um, And I I can't, it doesn't have anything against the game. It doesn't have anything. Just haven't played it as much here recently. So I'm just going to put it at number 13. Well. Chad and I are going to play with Corey. I don't know what you're going to do about that. It's <laughs> going to right. keep sliding. You, yeah. you, can keep, you can play with Corey. I don't, I don't want to play with him anyway. So <laughs> All right, my number 13, Boras. Uh, my number 13 used to be my highest rated uh, Rosenberg, and uh, Chad talked about this already, and that's Newsfjord. Uh, and it's one that, I mean, I love playing this at all player counts. It, it plays so quickly, f- so fast. Uh, recently, probably the last, like, good session i had of it was with joe farrell and we played three games two of them were just ties oh. and then i think i got a one point victory it, for the last one so. i wanted to do commentary while you guys were playing <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was that high it was a lot level. of fun so great yeah it's, it's a lot of fun to play with someone who had also played it so much so uh so my number 13 new spirit my number 12 is brass birmingham and uh i i have kind of come around i've changed my position on this from when we first reviewed it but uh, I, I really, I do like this game quite a bit. I think it's just a little bit more loosey-goosey, which is why you'll find the other brass uh, a little bit higher up on my list. So Oh, so you split them. Oh, yeah, split I did em. split them, yeah. I thought that that was the right thing to do. I don't know. I'm, what do you think, Richie? I mean, it, it it is the right thing to do, but I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, I don't, I honestly, the more and more I've, I've, I've thought about this. It does seem it like just a variant. Is, is just a variant. I mean, you're still playing the exact same game, just with a different, with just some some different variables. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. the, the, the core of the game is still there. Play a card, take one of those same action type of things, and try to maximize what you're trying to do. So uh, I truly, after I really think about it, it's, it's. Not something that I would split up, but, you know, hey, Chad, you do you. Thanks. All right. Uh, regardless, uh, I think it's a little bit more forgiving, but I still have it at number 12. That's Brass Birmingham. This is Ben Coberly. When I come to PPCon, I'd love to play Wildcatters with Clef, Chad C., and Richie. Start it off right, boys. Let's do it. Well, Chad, where does that leave you? I know, right? What am I? Just sit there. Maybe I can blow on your dice for you. Thanks, Ben. I like that idea, actually. 
<laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, and it was nice that he congratulated us on 100 episodes, too. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> just like, hey, I just want to play a game. He doesn't even care about yeah. you. Congratulating us. Super. Whatever. Thanks, uh, Coverly. Hey, hey. We love you, Ben. Uh, hey, guess what my number 12 is? Wildcatters. <laughs> <laughs> this game is tremendous. Richie's already talked about it. We talked about it. It's awesome. So that's my number 12, Wildcatters. Uh, my number 12, it, it's new to the list. It's one that's been climbing here recently. I've been playing a lot with Clef and Joe Farrell, actually. And that's Barrage. It's one that, <laughs> with the expansion, wow. I love the just... I know Chad's going to have this higher on his list. And you, you were right again, Chad. And... <laughs> <laughs> Although we, I, stop. We, <laughs> yeah. we all liked the game. Like he it. just yeah. he liked it more. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, I, I just love the, the player interaction in the game. It, it is a mean game and it's just a, a solid Euro game. If you have not tried it out, definitely worth it. But you, you need a group that's willing to get in each other's faces for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that is Barrage, my number 12. There was many, uh, you know. F you Richie's and yeah. Joe's and stuff yep. in that game. And that's what makes it really good. Yes. Yep. My number 11 is uh, kind of what started it all um, as far as uh, this trip, I think, that we've been on recently. And that is uh, PAX Premier Second Edition. It just, it is such a good streamlined version of the PAX rule set able to tell a great story and also like a work of scholarly board game art, really, in my opinion. And when you look at the Kickstarter that they did with the cloth mat and the resin pieces and the coins, if you wanted them, it just it is a production to behold in and of itself. And it's one of those things that you can't, it's not a gateway, but somebody who's into games, uh, at least to start with, and you think can handle it, they I mean, this like opens their eyes to a whole nother a, a gateway to packs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it can open their eyes to a whole nother way to play and mm -hmm. what board games can be and what a board game can be over time if you play it weekly, even you know, like how it changes and the stories, and, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, PAX Premier, my number 11. I'm glad we did not try to guess each other's top tens because <laughs> I don't think I would have any clue. No. With Chad at all, and you as well. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of games that I would have, I would have put up. Thought would have been there. in there, yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, my number eleven is Heaven and Ale. I love this game. I love the how far do you want to go? You got to hope that somebody doesn't take what you know that you're after. Just, it's great. I don't know, you know, wouldn't think that this would be a game that should be this high on my list, but I absolutely love this game. And uh, yeah, it's my number eleven. Heaven and Ale. My number 11 is Nippon, and it, it's one that it's, it's been, I think it was in my top 10 last year. I have not been able to play it here uh, recently, and it's one that I definitely want to get back out of the table. I play it online every once in a while just to keep the sword sharpened, but I, I have not played it as much as I as I used to, but still love the game. Nippon is my number 11. All right, coming into the top 10, in the top spot at number 10 is Shikoku 1889 or Railways of Japan. Uh, the Kickstarter, the new one is Shikoku. This just is as high as it is because I'm really kind of playing around with this. It's still fairly new to me. I've had a, a, a few plays in, in person and a few plays on 18x.games. And uh, I, I'm still, like a lot of these, I'm still no good at it, but it's really interesting to me. Uh, I really like, it's got a smaller bank. And it also uh, can play really well at, at three players. And so I think it's one of those that I, I feel like it 
it is a good teach for new players as well uh, in and of itself. So I'm excited to get my copy in and maybe maybe try to break some ground with that. But that's my uh, number 10, Shikoku 1889. My number 10 was not in my top 10 or what did we do last time? Did we do top 50? We did 50s? a top 50 last year. This wasn't in my top 50 because I said this game does not deserve to be on a top 50. And I'm going to say to both of you right now, I was wrong. Okay. There is a top 10 game. All right. Because the enjoyment that I get from this game is, I mean, just more than I can ever. It's so great every time. I mean, getting to screw Richie and getting to just everything about this game. I love the blind bidding, the (laughs) the the chanting. (laughs) Skull King. It has okay. it has to be in my top ten. Okay, it is an amazing game, and I mean, sure, I think all of our rules that we've incorporated, you know, and our fun blind bidding that we do, is just made the game even that much more. I think a lot of times when you teach when we teach this to new players, I think they almost go like, "What? What are you guys doing? This is like you guys are crazy," and that's because that's how we like to be. Why would you ever bid zero and you have the Skull King? Because you hope that somebody has a mermaid and you can slough it off. You don't. You play this game to play the players, and I think that's what makes this game so great. And yeah, if I ever have this out of my top ten now, I think I'm crazy because this is a top ten game for me. Oh boy, <laughs> I love these cleft statements. Next year I won't be back. around. I was say, I wish. I wish because we had this discussion last year because right. he. The year before that, he had it in his top 10, and yep. then it was completely out of his top yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But. Uh, it is 100% <laughs> a top 10 game for me. For two months. Obviously, <laughs> bo- on both of your lists, and we all love it here. So, right. number 10, Skull King. Uh, my number 10 was a former number one. Both of them have talked about it, and that's Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Just a great engine building, worker placement game. The expansion is essential, and I just absolutely love the game and will play it anytime. And that's Lorenzo Il Magnifico. I'm glad it made your top 10. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, it's my highest Rosenberg. And I, I I, really like this game. I think it was in my top 10 last time. But that's uh, Fields of Arl. I don't think it's, as a design, as great as Agricola is. But I just really like to play it. I like to uh, find a strategy to go with and then just go down that road and just, you know, sort of drain the dikes and make some leather and all that good stuff. Uh, my number nine, uh, much as Richie said when he said this game, there was a moment where this uh, City of the Big Shoulders might have been an Arkwright killer. It was not eventually. Arkwright is still an amazingly great, heavy, economic, crunchy game. And as Richie said here recently, we played the uh, card game, which wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't, no, it wasn't, wasn't bad. bad at all, but it certainly just made me go, I'm ready to get in and play some more Arkwright. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once again, this is definitely a game I would say, well, you definitely need three or four. I don't know if yeah. you have to have four, but you definitely have to have at least three. And you're going to have some time invested in it. It's a, it's a long game. Um, it's, it's a lot of rules, but it is so worth it in the end. Um, and I'm talking the full-fledged game. Don't give me any of that spinning Jenny crap. It's the full game. And that is my number nine, Arkwright. All right, my number nine, Clef will, will not approve. This is new to the list. Uh, and it's coming in at number nine. It's one I've been playing a lot online uh, with the with the Punch Bunch. Uh, the Norwegians expansion is what has kind of bumped this up the list for me, and that's a feast for Odin, uh, my new highest Rosenberg, and it is. 
It is so good. And it, I mean, it, the whole game, you really need to be taking risks, taking on more than you might be able to actually handle by the end of the game because you're taking on these islands that are more negative points. You're taking, you're taking a chance on, you know, going hunting, doing these other things. Uh, but you don't, you don't have to roll dice in the game if you don't want to. There are other options for you as far as uh, your strategy goes, but it, it, it's just a blast. Uh, and even though the board is intimidating and there's a lot out there, uh, once you know how to play the game, it's actually very simple uh, and just plays great. And A Feast for Odin has been hitting the table a lot here recently, uh, and that's why it's my number nine. Jess, oh. Justin, you play it? I have played it with Jessica a couple of times. Uh, cool. She enjoys it actually, the because cool. she likes that the patchwork part of it. And uh, but yeah, I, I have been playing a lot online with uh, a couple of the guys from Punch Punch. So I'm, I'm glad you enjoy that game. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> My number eight is a Fister. I go back and forth between this one and Mombasa being his best, but uh, I, the more I play this, it's. It's a great game, great Western trail, because the more I play this, I see that there are different strategies. There's You can play this game uh, without knowing much how to play it, but then there is also high-level play to this game, too, once you really do know how to play it, and and that changes the game, too. There's a, like, there's a lot of emergent gameplay. I just, I really... I think almost in terms of design, it's 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 if it's not as best, it's it's gosh, it's really close. So it's his best. So good call. <laughs> <laughs> That's Great Western Trail. My number eight. Uh, my number eight is uh, Dominant Species. So I definitely feel like both of these games are, are totally, uh, not totally, but they're different enough that they are certainly split upable. And Dominant Species for me, even since yes, it is maybe you would say a little bit more. I don't even say clunkier, but you have the rounds and then you got to place the things and then you got to take all the actions. The meanness that you have in it is so great. And I mean, we've told obviously the stories, but there's just times of where you just literally can just, you can make somebody cry in this game by just devastating them. And <laughs> I, I love that. I love this about this game. It is just always a game that, and especially when you have a five or six player, this is the game that you should be playing because it is made mm. for five or six player. Um, you know, four is okay. Don't play it with less than four, though, but it is absolutely great. And that is my number eight, Dominant Species. Uh, my number eight, it's the one that I combined, and I just wrote down Brass. Yeah. I'm in the same boat where I, I just kind of look at Birmingham as more of a variant, but, yeah, you know, whatever. So Brass for my number eight. And I would also agree, though, it, it is one that, for some reason, it has not come out much. Yeah. And I don't know why. But it's because Corey hates it so much. Well, it's all Corey's fault. It's Corey's fault. But that will probably be the next time I play with Corey. Uh, so that is my number eight, Brass. My number seven, another Lacerda game. It uh, it was almost like a, a moment playing this one that made me really fall in love with Lacerda. It was the first time Clef taught this to me. And that is Lisboa. It is a great game, very thematic, and also I think one of the best for a heavy game. One of the best uh, rule books. Um, so I really dig Lisboa. My number seven. Did he say when I taught it to him that was the first time he fell in love with me? Is that what he said? You That's too. Yeah, heard, yeah, you and Lacerda at the same time. <laughs> okay, I, just, and, I, yep. I mean, I was feeling left out. I just wanted to sure. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> uh, my number seven is Pax Premier. Um, I do feel like maybe one day Pax Wren could 
come close to this. I mean, because I'm really digging Pax Wren. Um, but right now, I mean, this is still my favorite Pax game. It's so well done. Um, yeah, I just played a three-player game of it the other night with uh, Dan and Jeff, and it came right down to the wire. It's just, it's so good trying to figure out. Okay, well, I can't win with this. I, you know, this faction's not going to be dominant. I got to switch to it or whatever. Just so good. Cole Worley, to me, one of obviously for me his best design. I know Root's going to be coming up here on Richie's list here shortly, but I love this one. And uh, yep, so that's my number seven, Pax Pamir. I can't lie, I'm a little disappointed you don't have Root on your list. <laughs> it could have been your 100. Yeah, that's true. Easily. Oh my God, give me a break. <laughs> He's had more plays than some of his he other has, games. Yeah. And I know oh, you're, I know you're oh, excited for Dan to get the, the okay, latest Kickstarter. I'm a little excited for the new expansions just to see what they do. A little, all right? I don't want to hear it. Move on. <laughs> all right, my number seven, uh, Saskatoon Dave. Uh, get get your forks out and get get ready to eat some broccoli, and that is Concordia or Brussels sprouts, whatever yeah, you said. Get ready to get your uh, your vegetables in. Uh, and this is one where the I've been playing the team game a lot here recently, and I love the team game. I still love the base game. We'll play it whenever, uh, but I have really enjoyed the team game. And I, I we got it. We got to get it going. I think you would like it. Clark. Okay, we, I really you, do. We got to schedule it. Yeah, we'll have to get that scheduled. So Concordia for my number seven. Maybe we can do that on one of these weeknights we've been playing. Yeah, we'll, we'll play a couple of quick games of Pax Wren, yep. and then we'll play that as a, That yeah, is the so. nice thing about Pax Wren, and while I could see it competing with Pax Premier is that it plays so fast. It is so. good, yep. My number six is Barrage. It's so cutthroat and mean. I like the the way the worker placement works. I like uh, the way time is a resource when you put your figures on the wheel, and I like taking people's water or having it ping-pong around if you really planned it to have it use it in some other lower plant. Uh, such a good game. And I really feel like in the last few years, like couple of years, I feel like this is, it's too bad that the Kickstarter really gave it a bad name because it it is one of the best designs in recent years, I think. And I'm talking about games that didn't, you know, this is the new version of this game, or this is a reiteration or re-implementation. Just basic designs that came out in the last few years. I think this is one of the top ones. That's Barrage, my number six. I really, I enjoy the expansion. We've played it with the expansion the past couple of times too, mm -hmm. uh, but it seems like we don't ever use the the house. Yeah, part of it we don't use, but yeah. next time we play, I'm gonna I'm just gonna try to just, on that and just try it. it. Yeah, yeah just see what throw happens. It on. Yep. So, yeah, great pick, Chad. It it is a great game. So, all right, here's my number six. Chad was right. <laughs> that is, that's a high debut. Uh, I, I can't help. I mean. I thought about it being higher. <laughs> <laughs> I am smitten with this game. I mean, it's right now. I will put play this above almost. I mean, if somebody said, "Hey, let's play that," and we've got you know the four, you know, three to four players, this is the game that I would say yes to every single time. Right now, I just got some of the expansions. I'm just, I love it. I'm getting worse every time I play it, and I love it. <laughs> and that's Tramways. Chad, you you were right. You were right. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. Maybe the first time we put maybe maybe I was on melatonin. I don't know. And <laughs> you were you weren't even I'm, the one that Alvin Biard was like, sorry. oh, what the heck is yeah, he doing? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, certainly, you know, obviously, Age of Steam has helped me, you know, understand these type of games more. And it's, so since since that, uh, you know, I played a lot of Age of Steam before I went back to this. But I mean, it's so the auction is 
the auction is oh so brutal <laughs> so brutal oh my god i mean i played a game not too long ago where literally i lost every single auction <laughs> yes i got every single bad card and i still didn't lose the game i mean amazingly no, you I, didn't didn't come was, last. I didn't yeah. come in last i certainly didn't win but um <laughs> i just cannot speak highly enough about this game it is that the card play in it is so fantastic the you know you're having a you build your routes uh, you gotta, you know, just everything just works so well in it. It's so well designed and now getting to play these new fun, extra things that are going along with it. This, we played the, um, the Shanghai map not too oh, long that was ago. So much fun. And then you got a penalty along with the auction. You had to pick a penalty. Like the game's not hard enough. You got to pick a penalty. <laughs> oh, so good. I mean, anybody who wants to play this at PPCon, you let me know because I'm ready to play it. I love it so much. And that is my number six. Could be higher soon. <laughs> Tramways. I, I honestly thought it was going to be in your top three. It could have been. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> I keep seeing you writing over there. You're, <laughs> oh, you're I'm changing your as we sheet, go along. things moving around. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> we would definitely be calling shenanigans if we had to guess each other's top yes. ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number six, uh, Fister's best game, and that's Mombasa. I'm excited <gasps> to see what the retheme is, uh, but at the moment, I, I I have everything for it. I even printed out the the extra tracks that came along with the original deluxe version. Wow, uh, it is oh, such a great that. game. Yeah. Uh, I, we've played with it once, long okay. time ago, though. I think okay. we it was a two player game, so it probably oh, wasn't, wasn't great. that yeah. memorable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've already talked about it. Mombasa, my number six. Great game. My number five is, as I've said, the more the more brutal, less forgiving way to play, and this is Brass Lancashire, and that uh, it, it's a classic design. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people really enjoy it. I haven't gotten it to play it that much uh, lately, but I'd still play it in a second. It's still exciting to me. That's why it's my number five. That's Brass Lancashire. Which one are you going to play with, Corey? I think the original. Yeah, Brass. Yeah, yeah. I think sure. that that's yeah. the way to play, and I think he. He'd yeah. enjoy that. Okay. All right. My number five is Fister's best design, Great Western Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Second best, yeah. Uh, no, I believe Chad and I both had it higher, <laughs> so it is the best design. Um, this obviously used to be a former number one of mine. I still love this game. Uh, unfortunately, this past year, I've only played the new version, and the new version has some nice newer things in it. However, it did, did take out some, I don't know, some of the edges that I wasn't a big fan of. I'm not a fan of, I'm certainly not a fan of the color palette. I do not, it just blends way too much together. Yeah, on the board. Um, I have a couple of times playing it, have mistaken where I'm at of what I'm doing. I've played this game a hundred times and the new palette just has screwed me up a couple of times. I don't, uh, the the new bandit thing, I'm, I, I'm not a fan of it all. I don't, I like how it used to be with the, you know, the, the teepees and they used to cost you money. Now you get money no matter what. I mean, just some of the stuff I do not like some of it. I do, but when we're talking just the regular base, great Western trail, this game is amazing. You definitely have different routes. You can go, you can, you know, try to do the train, uh, you know, the engineering, you can try to do the buildings. You can try to do the, the cow strategy. There's just so much fun in this game. I just love it every time. I have figured out once again, playing with Joe Farrell, that I am not very good at this game. He just destroys me every single time we play, but I still enjoy it. Uh, this is one of those games. Um, I think it was me, uh, Joe and Jake. We played it not too long ago and we cracked out a game in less than an hour, a three player game. Yeah. Cause it's just boom. You just, when you know it, it just hums and you just go. And it's, it's so, 
so nice. And so, yes, Fister's Desk Design, number five, Great Western Trail. Uh, my number five, it's Clef's 101. I'm excited to play the Kickstarter stuff when it comes in, and that's Root. Did you did you actually it's 102? Ra- no. <laughs> did you rate it when you were going through? No. But you didn't put it on the list? No. Oh, you were afraid. You were afraid <laughs> to see where it showed up. <laughs> he was afraid that it would edge out yeah. Isle of Sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Cole Worley, I mean, it, it is just such a fun game. And it if you have a group that knows it well, like we uh, there's been times where we'll play it, you know, three, four times in a row, just different maps, different factions. And if you don't have to teach the game, it it hums. If you got to teach the game, then you know buckle in, uh, especially depending on who's who you're teaching. But Root is such a fantastic game, uh, and that's why it's my number five. All right, well here it is, my number four, my favorite Alvin VR game, and that is Tramways. We've talked about it, but I, I just I love I love the deck building in this game. Um, I love having to try to get the right cards and then make them work. I love actually, and, and last game that I won, I almost lost it because I basically had to stand up at the table and take more stress because I, I won an auction and then I wanted to take two cards or two things on a card. And I basically stood up, you know, I'm, I'm going to slap my face and go, come on, we're doing this. Go going all the way to the end of the stress track <laughs> and those kind of things in this game are what really, you know. Really crank it out for me. I just, I love tramways. It's it's a good, good game. Uh, yes. Everything you just said is so true. <laughs> my number four. All right. My number four, uh, I believe this was just on Richie's list, but way down. And obviously this is the game that he does not want to play with uh, Brockman, Corey, or me because we have our own language when we play it. And that is Nations. This is still and just an amazing game. And every time I still play it, it just, just gives me those good feelings of just uh, the decisions and when you've played it a lot the decisions even become more important about what you're going to do and what you're going to take and and how you choose your different uh the the cards and what you're doing just so good uh you know yes like i said i mean it's it's one of those games where i can look at a board and, and tell you the top three cards that are on the board immediately type of thing but for me that's what makes it so good and i really enjoy that aspect of it and so uh this is one that once again, has been in my top 10 for a long time, and I think it will still continue to be there, and that's my number four, Nations. All right, my number four, every time I go to sleep, I think about the fact that I did not back, that I let Clef talk me out of backing the expansion for Grand Austria Hotel. Wow. Uh, and it is a game that I've, I've, last year, it was my most played game. I played it a ton. Uh and I'm, I'm well, just sad. I'm I mean, a sad man. If it's your number four, you should have backed the expansion. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls over after he slips that melatonin, just punches his little cleft doll, and goes to sleep. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tease myself and just try to look for a copy of it on sale. And uh, have not found it yet. Like Chad, I would, you know, I'd sell some organs. <laughs> whatever i don't care I'm, I'm just trying to find a copy of you it and what, i can't get it when's your birthday it's september september that's right yeah i'll just figure out when brockman's on vacation <laughs> okay gotcha i got you all take right, care all right. Richie. All right. <laughs> so that's my number four grand austria hotel my number three it's a new top not a new game to this list but it, I, I think it's a new uh top lacerta game for me and that's on mars the reason wow. it is higher than lesboa uh, which it hasn't been for a few years 
is, I mean, the theme is interesting, but because of the way that the mechanisms mesh with the theme, I feel like it's easier to get this one off the shelf and play. I don't, I, I don't feel like it's easy, but for me as a Lacerda, uh, fan and player, I feel like you can kind of figure out with the iconography. I think Ian O'Toole did a really good job with that on this game. You can kind of figure out what the way that the rules are going to work. So nice. I really like On Mars. It's my number three. Wow, that is that's nice. surprising. I would not have guessed that. No, I would have never thought it got that high. Uh, my number three, I'm looking at you, Richie, right now. My number three, I think I may be one off, is Food Chain Magnate. Yeah, you're, you're I'm one, one off. off. Okay, well, my number three <laughs> is Food Chain Magnate. Talk about mean... Talk about oh, engine building, oh, just so good. I mean, yes, expansion is definitely a must, but uh, you know, I'd actually go back and play the base game right now and be just fine because I mean, yeah, actually, it, I'd play the base game. Actually, you know, I, I want to play the expansion with the original milestones. Yeah, okay, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, but it just has so much variability right now. And every game is so different with the modular boards and then just obviously the players and what they do. Um, you know, obviously, Chad, you know, just, uh, you know, Chad, just play like 20 or 30 games and then come back and you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. It's that easy. Yeah. It's that easy. <laughs> just say, Finn, Stephanie, sit down. We're playing this. <laughs> oh, that would go over real yeah, you got a built-in. <laughs> you don't think Steph would get into that theme? Oh, Running no. a restaurant? No. Yeah. No, yeah, and, no, and screwing you out of you know delivering. I mean, yeah, but I mean <laughs> that part. When you get when you when 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 the max is a two minute rules teach. Oh, yeah, that's tough. tough. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Uh, that's the only thing I dislike about this game is it is very hard to teach because you can teach the rules, but then teaching continually try to teach because then it's like, well, here's the strategy I'm going for. Here's how you would you know type of thing. Yeah. It's it's very hard and. Don't teach it at six players at two a.m. <laughs> no. at Age of Steam Con. That's you know, it was still a good time. It was a, it was a great time with Tim and Jason getting to teach them. Yeah. That was a blast. So. I I think the expansion is cool because it actually does feel like the game when you want to play it is like picking from a menu. Like we'll just take mm. a little bit of this, yeah. put it that is, in, well, and we'll take a little. We've this. been drafting. Yeah, we lately, just drafted. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's it's so great. cool. It's a lot of fun. So that is my number three food chain magnet. Uh, my number three, we've already talked about. It. It's Pax Pamir, mm. second edition. I, I just love, I love everything about this game. And Pax Renaissance, I honestly, I think it's going to climb. I don't know if it'll ever overtake this, but right. it's definitely going to climb. Uh, and this one, I like it at all the player counts. Uh, whereas, what's Pax Renaissance play at? What's the uh, top? Two to four. Two to four. Yep. Actually, I think I would like that at all yep. <laughs> the player counts as well. Yep. yep. Uh, but yeah, Pax Pamir is such a fantastic game. Uh, my number three. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the Kickstarter and going, Richie, this is a Richie game. Yeah, I'm glad but, you said something. Well, I, it, I watched the uh, playthrough on Heavy Cardboard where Cole actually teaches it, and yep. I was sold. So good. My number two is uh, I didn't get to go to the con, but I still really like this game. Uh, I think you guys looked at me shocked the last time I, I, I was here and said, hey, guys, let's just come on real quick. Let's stay. Let's play an Age of Steam game. Come on, let's play one. It's still a really great game. I, I am so into discovering new games and cult of the new and stuff that's fun for me to learn a new game i just i really like learning period and i really like learning board games um so i don't always feel like playing age of steam but the great thing about age of steam is there's always a new map to learn at least and that is what keeps it alive now there's plenty to discover and do and and the auction is so uh, interactive or it can be that 
even the base game is still interesting, but it's just so great with all the different maps out there and so many great designers have contributed that uh, Age of Steam, it feels tailor-made for me because there's always plenty to learn. That's my number two. A little low. It's a little low. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, I'll give it to you. My number two is my highest-rated coin game, and this is absolutely by far my favorite, and that is Fallen Sky. Mm. Oh, my God, I love this game. Every I forgot time, he hadn't said this yet. Yeah, yeah, every time I play this game, it is just tremendous. Every time I've played it, I have played Caesar, and I have lost every single time <laughs> I've played it. But I will win with Caesar at some point. History will be, re- well, I guess, correctly written, because, you know, Caesar. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just the theme is so great, but I feel like the factions are so all so equal um, I've, I've seen all factions except for Caesar win, and that might be partly my fault, but um, just everything about this just works for me. Um, I literally, one of the times I played, a, we played a four-player game. Um, at Michelle had a little birthday party thing. We played for like five hours, and we're like halfway through the game, and it was still amazing. It didn't matter because we were all so into it, and it's one of those where, you know, somebody's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, is going to win. And then it's like, nope, nope, you got to take care of them. And, you know, and it's so you have to work together to stop people. It's just everything I love about gaming right now is what I get when I play Fallen Sky. And, yep, so that's my number two, Fallen Sky. Yeah, I didn't realize you hadn't said that yet. But, I mean, you, you bought a painting, you bought a book that might be holding this table up at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, I, hey, I yeah. tried. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, worth read his word. Beavis, shut up. <laughs> All right, my number two, uh, Clough was just one off and Food Chain Magnate. I, anytime, literally anytime, I, I will play this game. Absolutely. I'm always excited, even if it's midnight and we got six people and someone <laughs> says, let's play Food Chain Magnate. Sure, let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> uh, it is just such a great game. That expansion is essential. Uh, and I love the way that we draft them and really mix it up every time that we play. So I, I think we started drafting them after the last time you said, hey, let's just play with everything. Yes. Uh, that game was insane. That like was a insane. five-player everything game. Still yeah. fun. It was still fun. <laughs> uh, food Chain Magnate, my number two. All right. Well, uh, I, I think you guys have, have guessed it already. This is another game for me. My number one is a, another game that is sort of tailor-made for me, given my propensity to want to learn new things and and try new things, play a lot of new things. Uh, Gaia Project provides that with me be, because the factions are uh, so different from each other or they feel different in style of play and kind of mastering each one is something I haven't even touched. Um, mastering any might be something I haven't even touched, but I still really love the game for that reason. Um, I like the way that the interactivity is there and I, I like how the tech boards are implemented in this particular version of the game. I, I, it stays. It stays my number one from last time. It, there was nothing there that, uh, that I would rather play more. And that's Gaia Project. I'm excited. I know they've talked about doing an expansion. And I've been, I've been real close to buying on Etsy. Someone made fan-made uh, factions yeah. and boards and everything. So oh, wow. I think there's like 10 in that pack. I've, huh. I've come real close to purchasing it. And when you read the reviews, it's all glowing reviews. So Wow. But, Interesting. Yeah. Don't miss out like in Grand Astria. Well, I mean, that's trail. always available. Well, I mean, okay. until he stops selling them, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then what do you but do? It's, Watch it's that. You right just now. released it on the podcast. It's all gone. <laughs> Could be. 
All right. So, well, Richie and I, both number, number ones. One. And uh, this is where Chad's just a little wrong. I mean, <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. But uh, Hey, you do have my copy. So uh, That well, is true. He It was his birthday game day where we played it the first time <laughs> but there was a major rule <laughs> yeah. like this. basically we're well, not going to no, populate like the cubes weren't out on the board to start with. <laughs> we're not going to populate the left side of the map there was a reason why i didn't like it the first time yeah. i played and that's because uh, we had wrong rules you should have okay? taken man your first turn you should have taken the population yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> production yes production. you should have taken the production action there clef which uh, obviously we soon learned that that is the worst action to take but anyways um <laughs> I mean, I just team. It's there's just no better game. No, and I, I honestly, I, I really did think going after the hundred plays last year and going to Aegis Team Con would, uh, you know, put a little dent in it. Yeah, and it it did not at all. Nope. If anything, it it raised it up. I so I mean, after I got done at Aegis Team Con, I was like, I'm ready to play more Aegis Team. And yeah, I can't wait to go to Aegis Team Con next year. I'm pumped this this year, whatever you want to consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is still a game that I the 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 everything from the auction down to, you know, just the meanness of trying to out, you know, maneuver your opponents, just everything about it. And then obviously the fact that there are 200 plus mm-hmm. different maps and you can make your own, you know, yeah. I mean, you can do your, and, and it's just so absolutely great. Um, I got to play double bass the other day, um, you know, as a six player game and it just, I just can't begin to say how much everything about this game I love. Yeah, I mean, it feels, even though it's an older game, it feels fresh just with, I mean, the community around it obviously helps that. Yeah. And like Chad said, I mean, there's so many great designers that have made maps and continue to make maps for, and it, it just, it keeps it up there in that top spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and uh, just a little side note, uh, Kevin, one of the two people that run Age of Steam Con, mm-hmm. is coming to PPCon and he's going to bring some of the XL maps. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, very I'm excited. cool. I, so, it was really fun playing on the XL yeah, maps. Yeah, so that is going to be cool. Yeah, so he's awesome. going to be bringing some of those XL maps. So that, that'll be a blast. It. Yeah. Guys, that was 100 games. I, I don't really remember whose Ooh. bad idea that was, but we did it. Well, if we get to 150 episodes, you know what we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> get, get out of here. Our, our of 50th here. episode, we did 50. Top 50, yep. 100. 100? Yep. 150? Gotta Nobody do would it. ever make it. Gotta do it. You're we insane. make it to 200. Wow. You're insane. What if we ever make it to 500? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I just want to say, Clef, thank you for being persistent in saying you wanted to start a podcast. It has been a pleasure to do this with you. And Richie, thank you for your editing prowess and for carrying us two on your backs this whole way. Yeah, hey, I've only edited 99 <laughs> episodes, though. Well, uh, no, hey! I said I only edited in 99. You did one. I did one. Okay. <laughs> I did, I did two one. And I found out that's not good. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, guys, this this past 100 episodes, I, I look forward to this. I mean, sometimes, yes, it's like, oh, okay, I'd rather be playing games. But truly, once we get going and on the mics, I, I just couldn't ask for two better co-hosts. You guys are amazing. And I love you both. So I truly, truly mean that. Thank you. All right, fellas. That's it. To 100 yeah. more. Let's hey, let's do it. Punch, punch. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We love you. Hey, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. 
You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. And I know oh. you're. I know you're oh. excited for Dan to get the, the okay. latest Kickstarter. I'm a little excited for the new expansions just to see what they do. A little. All right. I don't want to hear it. Move on. <laughs>